Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? I'm fucking high on life right now. (laughs) I'm with you. Yes. I'm totally with you. Yes. You know it's good because I'm dropping the F-bombs this early. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't waste any time. No. You didn't waste any time you at all. You love my cursing. <laughs> it's funny because I'm trying to curse less. It's like, and I was thinking cursing. <laughs> Why is it called cursing, cussing, know. profanity? I'm sure there's a there's a history to it that we can delve into another time. Another episode. Yeah. But absolutely. not this one. No, no. This week, we're going to be talking to Eyes. Eyes, he's the fucking man. Oh wow. my goodness. What Sorry, a, I'm like what a conversation i mean like we we're recording this intro uh after we've already done the interview and wow like just uh speaking for four hours yeah four hours yeah not all of it's we didn't record all of it for the show we spoke some before we started and then uh we we spoke for about an hour after we ended Mm -hmm. wow just like what a great conversation just what a great guy just awesome Awesome. So awesome. And you guys are going to find that out. Yes. Uh, yes. We think that you'll pick up on the uh, awesomeness and the vibe. It, it was like talking to like one of your best friends, like you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, such it was a great conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. It was awesome. Before we get into that, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, I just, I, I know I mentioned it probably now, it's been over two months. I mentioned how I'd started the 75 Hard program. Yes. And yesterday, was day 75 so i finished yes you so did you fucked it like a hurricane baby yeah, it was really not hard you, d- <laughs> you t- did I an mean, amazing job thank you uh, it wasn't hard at all i i cranked it out yeah so uh, for anybody that doesn't know what it is it's uh it's not it's not really a fitness program it's more of like a mindset program where you have to complete a certain amount of tasks every single day no exceptions you have to work out twice a day one of the workouts uh, both workouts have to be 45 minutes long and one of the workouts has to be outdoors so it doesn't matter if it's raining snowing freezing cold whatever you got to do a workout outside and the workout can even be just going for a walk for me it was a, it was a daily yeah. walk yes and then the other workout you do indoors and you have to stick to a, a, a eating plan, a diet. So for me, I, I did intermittent fasting, so I would only eat between the hours of uh, 12 and 6 uh, or uh, a six-hour window. So some days if I didn't start eating till 1 o'clock, I would, I would give myself till 7, but I, wouldn't, I, I, I stuck to the 6. I was pretty hard sticking to that 6 o'clock. You have to read 10 pages of a book, every day uh, and it's got to be some sort of a, a self-help kind of book or, or a business book or something something that will help you to get better for me I chose a couple of I, I think I've read like four books all of them were like mindset uh, philosophical type books yeah. so and then you have to take a progress picture every day 
just you know just to see it's 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 not even so much for the transformation because honestly like I didn't really notice that much of a physical transformation in myself it's more so just so that you get that detail and that you're you're paying attention to the details that's essentially because if what you miss for. one thing you have to start you have to start over again, again. exactly yeah. so uh, oh and the other part was you have to drink a ga- at least a gallon of water a day which all that stuff was pretty easy for me it, the the you rocked it thank you the, the only thing was there was a couple of days where uh, getting up in the morning, which is not really a problem, but it was getting up and going outside when it was freezing cold. Yeah, or raining or Or snowing. raining or whatever, yeah. And and there was a couple of mornings where it was just so windy and cold and I'm bundled up. I've got, you know, like the ski mask on. I'm freezing. Double ski but masks. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I yeah. double ski mask one day just because it was so windy and cold. But yeah, it was, it, yeah, not, not a big deal. So yeah. today, for the first time, I took a day off from any exercise and working out in, in, in Walks over and two yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and surprisingly enough, all day today, what have I been complaining about? How I just feel so sore and achy and oh, my back's bothering me, my, my hip, everything. How does that make any sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so uh, I finished that up. And for both of us, we just actually last night, it was last night, right? No. My days are all no, messed up Thursday now. night. Thursday. You're talking about, yeah, Thursday night. We were on the... We were guests on our pal Conrad's podcast. Yes, our new this buddy guy, Conrad. Conrad is freaking awesome. He, yeah. like, I listened to a show, so he has a podcast, and we have, uh, we're kind of into the same, how, how can I explain it? I, I don't know how to how to. We question it. things, yeah, and we're we're open minded, and we're in the same of, circles, yeah, if you will. Yeah. yeah, and he has such a great podcast and such great guests, and the fact that he asked us to be on his show was just like so sweet and honoring. It, yeah, was, it was like, cool. wow, thank yeah. you. Um, he's a great guy. He's going to be on our show as well. I'm thinking April. Uh, I'm trying to think, where are we? April, April, May ish kind of thing. Yeah, we'll announce it. We'll talk about yeah. it again as we get closer but to the date. We yep. were on his show, and I mean, we open up here, but like we opened up on there too. And, you know, especially if you're newer listening to us, like check it out. And even if you're not, just check it out because Conrad brought up so many great thoughts and ideas and concepts. And it's like, wow, we didn't think about that or we didn't hear about that. And it was such a fun conversation. Again, it's these conversations. It's so fun. And uh, we had so much fun. It's like, that's the problem with doing these shows with these great people is you don't want to stop talking. You don't want, yeah, you don't want it to end. (laughs) And and that happened today too. Oh yeah. So check out Conrad's podcast. He has amazing guests, even like, yeah, check us out, but listen to everybody else because they're awesome. Yeah. And We'll, yeah, put, we'll, we'll put all the links we'll put for all the information. In the yes, yes, in the show notes, and and that's what happened with today with eyes. It was just did not want to stop talking to him because there was such a connection, and the energy was so positive, and it was such a good vibration. And oh, I just like talking to a best friend. Like that's what it felt like, and it was great. So yeah, really, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. So amazing conversation. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed having it. So without any further ado, let's get to the interview. All right. So we are back and we are joined by Eyes. Eyes, how's it going? Good. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) 
thank you for coming on our show. And so uh, we're going to have a, a, a nice conversation, I think. We, we've, we've been chatting for a couple of minutes, actually. Just, you know, we'll break the fourth wall and let people know that. We've been chatting for a few minutes, kind of getting to know each other a little bit. But, um, yeah, why don't we uh, get into everything? So, my lady, you want to start us off? Do you have a, a, a question you'd like to ask our guest? Well, it's, yeah, I guess it's like the talking, like kind of jump-starting the talking of, mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, so <laughs> you have an Instagram account, and it's at, and it's your name, A-Y-Z, which is really cool because it's... Instagram or, or... I'm sorry, uh, Twitter. Twitter, right? Are you yeah. on Instagram too? I am, I, but the, the handle is just a little different. Okay. What's the handle so people yeah. know? It's A-Y-Z was here. Okay. That's still yeah. cool too. Yeah. yeah cool. But it's really easy to remember. I'm yeah. like, oh, I can mm-hmm. remember that. So, um, you tweet a lot. You tweet a lot about the everything You are a fake. prolific oh tweeter gosh. for sure. I, I don't even know how you do it. And we're going to get into nice. that. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, does this man ever sleep? Because you ever shut up? <laughs> no, just like, how do you keep up? Oh, so let's start here. Yeah, how the hell do you keep up with everybody? Like, you're so good at like, and I've said this to Murph too, and Rambo and Human Vibration. Like, you guys are all awesome at just responding to people, and you know, not just yeah. like putting stuff out, but actually like seeing what other people do and responding and retweeting mm-hmm. and everything. And it's like, how do you stay on top of that? Because I'll get like five in a row of something and I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. I need to go through this and because I don't want to miss anyone, but it's so easy as things No, I totally up. get it. How do you I do totally it? Get it. Um, I think over the last couple, well, maybe the last five years or so, I started to kind of realize what I really wanted to do was to like grow an audience, you know? over time and just become independent because I didn't want to work for any kind of corporations anymore or anything. I just got tired of that. And, um, and so, you know, just realizing that um, what people really want is content, right? People want content. Like if they could get you guys for 24 hours a day, you'd have super fans that would be sitting there watching you 24 hours a day. Not everybody, but your fans would watch you. They want more of you, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's a really hard thing to kind of click over in your head and go, wait, people want more of me. I mean, is, yeah. isn't it better to be a little bit mysterious and a little bit like, you know, scarcity, all that stuff, right? Sure. But, but the truth is, the truth is you're, you're, you're competing with people, you know? And the more tweets and stuff you put out, the more people get to engage. And then, then what you were saying, like, I engage with people is because, you know, I'm putting all this content out and if somebody likes it and they're interested and it sparks something in their mind, I feel like, you know, that's somebody that I can help a little bit maybe because right now everybody's so scared, right? With, with everything that's happening. And if, if I can somehow help them calm down, knowing how freaked out I was, you know, then then I look at that as like, one, that that, that that feels good. And two, that person also then feels like they were seen. And we have these conversations, you know, um, really interesting conversations sometimes over months, you know? Yeah. And that in a way also makes a fan. That's somebody who then likes what I'm doing and might support me in something else. I never expect it, mm-hmm. but... But it's like that's how it works. If you if you build relationships with people, whether through social media or whatever, that's how bands used to do it, right? They used to just tour and then, you know, just meet as many people as possible and then build those connections and then make fans. Yeah. So I was on that trip, but then when this whole kind of like COVID thing broke out, that's when, you know, I realized very quickly that there was something weird going on. And I started tweeting just my thoughts on it and just, you know, as much as I could, because we're all stuck at home, you know? Yeah. And so I figured I might as well use the time and just tweet. And that's when people really started to kind of gravitate towards me and retweeting things because they could kind of tell that something was off, not just with COVID, but with everything. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how you guys were last year, but I fell down that, that rabbit hole of like, 
you know, looking at everything, all the conspiracies, all that stuff, you know, even like somebody who might have considered themselves a former liberal, you know, and and just looking at this stuff because just going like, what the hell's going on? And then over the year, realizing that, oh, my God, a lot of the stuff might not be true. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, oh, that, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at right now. I just, you know, talk about how a lot of this stuff is just media fakery. And I think people gravitate towards that. And then I feel a responsibility to have to kind of like, you know, have conversations with them because I don't want to just be throwing things to people that then they don't have anywhere to go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Like I, I, I tell Monique all the time, I'm, I'm like, I, I can't keep up with all the tweets. Like I'll, I'll like something. And then, I'll, you know, like yeah. my timeline is, is just a bunch of, a bunch of stuff that you're saying. And I'm like, I, I can't keep up. Yeah, <laughs> I just, like, I, just that, I can't keep up with it. So I don't even know how you do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like, but it's by design kind of, cause I know if the feed is so like if it's so overwhelming that it's just coming at you, yeah. you'll probably at the end of the day or so catch up. You might <laughs> go and just see what there is and see if you like any. You might not, but whatever. The point is there's so much content, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that that if you if you kind of feel like finding another tweet, you'll find another one. Mm-hmm. And I, I do find that people sometimes just go and like the 10 of them in a row. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll Let, have watch to go me. to people's yeah. profiles <laughs> to see if I miss something. Yes. Because, yes. like, yeah. the way Twitter is, it's weird. If I'm on my phone, I'll see certain things yeah. but then if i go on my computer it's like wait a minute where did this stuff come from mm-hmm. it's it's very odd and sometimes i'll see it, tweets from certain people all the time then like hey i haven't heard from this person in a while and then i'll go and they have a bunch of stuff they posted and i just never saw it that's and exactly I'm, right yeah yeah so it's hard to like i i feel like it's chosen what's fed to you in a way well, so yeah so but i sometimes tr- i'll i like stuff that you guys are posting and then the next day I won't see it. Like I, I you know, you forget that these people exist. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you'll see another tweet and be like, oh, what happened to them? And you go to the page and then there's all this stuff. And I'm realizing some of us, like maybe you guys, maybe Murph, a couple people, they get hidden from the feed. Like I've noticed that. Like Murph is somebody whose stuff I like all the time and it should be popping up on my feed all the time. You would think, but right, keep, yeah. Yeah, but it's, but it's not as much as you would think. I have to go and find it. You know? I've been having mm-hmm. some weird things too. I've noticed, especially the past few days, I will like something somebody tweets and I'll see somebody be like, Oh, I'm going to follow them. And then later on I see them and I'm like, I thought I liked that. And I click yeah. on their profile and I'm not following them. I'm like, I know I hit the button. That's then happened. It, like it pops yeah. up mm-hmm. and That's I'm like, why is Twitter unliking and unfollowing things that I've liked and people I've followed? I, I swear, I swear they're gaslighting us. <laughs> it's gotta <laughs> be. Yeah. I'm not crazy. <laughs> Have you guys felt that like, and I'm sure this isn't true, but it's what it feels like, is like maybe the last couple of months or so when you when you type something up and you just double check and make sure you have no typos and you know you triple check it and you hit enter and there's no typos and then like ten minutes later you notice there's like a giant typo and I swear somebody said that uh, it, it feels like our, our CIA agents are gaslighting us. <laughs> Just going, they're going into the account, just changing a few words. That's happened to me Could because, very well like, be. and the Everybody's worst that. is when it's like your. And I'll put Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. <laughs> double check. And yeah. it does Y-O-U-R. And I'm like, "Where? I know I didn't do yep. that. Yep. And it's not just you that's saying that. Like, there's a few, well, not a few, there's a lot of people on Twitter that are having this. I don't know if we're just, we're just, uh, our brains are moving so fast that we're, maybe we're just missing it. But it's strange that it's happening to all of us at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had that happen too, where I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking on my time and I'm like, oh, you know, so-and-so hasn't tweeted in a while. And I'll go and I'll look and all of a sudden I've unfollowed them. I'm like, I didn't unfollow this person. Like I I like this person actually. And I'll get, yeah, I'll just get random people will unfollow. Uh, 
I'll, I'll be off Twitter for like a week or two and then I'll go back on. All of a sudden I've got like 30 followers. I'm like, I don't even, I haven't even tweeted. How did I get people you following me? It, yeah. It's, it's very strange or, or the opposite will happen where people will just, you know, I'll, I'll lose a bunch of followers. And it's like, uh, mm-hmm. all right. Like I, it's, there's no rhyme or reason. I can't figure it out. So I don't know. But it's you're right. Strange. It, it, and you, what's funny is if you really look at like, you know, how intelligence agencies work and stuff and, and you know disinformation. The whole point is to create a little bit of chaos. Of course. You know? yep. And so mm-hmm. right now, when all of us are organizing, we're all realizing that everything is kind of like, you know, used to manipulate us. Maybe a little bit of chaos is not a bad idea for them. You know, so the numbers yeah. go up and down. Sure. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Totally makes sense. I want to talk. Yeah, mostly little... kidding, but <laughs> mostly kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, not kidding, but I'm kidding. Yeah. But not really. I wanted Nobody to. Ever know. No, I wanted to bring up to. Um, in terms of you talked about getting on social social media, creating an audience, you have a background with music and film. Can you tell us how you got into that? Yeah. Uh, so as a kid, I was really obsessed with movies. Um, mostly with like making. I discovered making movies almost before I discovered like really becoming a fan of movies. Really? I just picked up a camera and I was like, how does this work? And just kind of really liked it and then realized, oh, that's how they do that in movies. Then I started watching more and more movies and then trying it out with my camera and just became like a, basically a cinephile. Nice. You know? That is so yeah. cool. And, and became obsessed with movies and um, started making some short films. And I had my first short at, a, at, Sun, at the Sundance Film Festival when I was 24. Oh, I think shit. I was 24 at the oh, time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. But I, you know, beginner's luck. You know, just... Uh, I, I was focused. I didn't see any obstacles in my head because it's your kid, you know, right. and I just did it and somehow it happened. And, and, and then I also got the false confidence of like, you know, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a kid, you shouldn't get that kind of success. So quick, you know? <laughs> and it just kind of, and then I spent a few years trying to be you know, like a Hollywood film. Well, an indie filmmaker trying to break into Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, that was a, that was a long run. It was very exhausting. Made a few films that I'm really proud of. Um, met a lot of cool people, you know, traveled a lot and things like that. But ultimately, Hollywood just kind of, in hindsight, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, in the moment, you can feel it, but you don't identify what you're, what you're feeling. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of, you're sucking up, get over it. That's just, you know, like pe- people tell you, oh, that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. But, um, but Hollywood just always had this weird vibe. Everybody's so many narcissists and it's just normal, you know? And where I come from, which is like a blue collar kind of like working class town, I, it's just I want to punch you, you know. Like, yeah, right, like, right. Like I once walked. This is a funny story. I once walked into an agent's office at one of the biggest um, talent agencies, and it was a few years ago. But I walked in, and the guy was on his headphones, staring out his like, you know, like his sky rise kind of like window, and he's looking over LA. And, and I, I've walked in. He hasn't said. He's looking. He turns around, looks me in the eye, looks past me, looks back out the window. And just says, says something like, yeah, just tell Shia I said it. And if I say it, Shia's going to do it. And he's talking about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and this is around the Transformers time. And basically, he's, he's, he's showing me what a boss he is. He's name he dropping, right. Yeah. yeah, but also ignoring me at the same time. And it was just it was such a bizarre experience because I'm sitting there like, this is obvious theater. Like, what am I supposed to do right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch The Office? Yes, exactly. Okay, like, yeah, where it's like, just come in and tell me there's somebody on the phone for me. Like, Michael Scott did it, and Andy did it. And it's like, oh, someone's on the phone for you. Oh, nope, this person's way more important. 
but that's kind of what it makes me think of. They're all Michael Scotts. That's what they are. But like, but like, but unironically, you know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. It's not funny. <laughs> Unfunny Michael so Scotts. Pretty much. Oh. And then you have to indulge. And being around that, you start to kind of like pick up those same, those same energies. And, and, you know, you start to feel desperate for getting the next call. And, you know, how do I get into the right room and so forth? And I didn't like that at all. And so, um, though I do think I would have kept moving down that direction because I was doing really well. Like I would have broken that barrier another year or two, mm-hmm. but um, my dad got sick with cancer mm-hmm. and it was a while ago. So like, you know, we're all like healed now and better, but at the time it was like devastating. I was super close with him. Mm-hmm. He was young, it was unexpected. You know, it was like, you know, he's healthy one year and then 10 months later he's gone, you know? And it just did a number on me because I had never lost anybody, you know, like yeah. that close. Right. And, um, and that sat me down for like a year or two, like not making films, just yeah. trying to like reassess my life. And at the same time, the, my divorce happened. Like I was married for nine years and I had two kids. And I, I think economically and my dad and everything at that time was rough and the pressure was just too much, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and we, we split up and we're fine now. Like we're friends. We're totally cool. Our kids are cool. Everything is cool. But at the time, it was uh, it was like a two two major kind of like gut punches in a row. That's a hell of a one two punch, I, yeah. And I was out. Like I was. I hate to say that because I'm a, I'm not a I'm I'm a tough guy. Like I just this stuff doesn't I can get over things pretty quick. But that was it was a lot. Yeah. And and then kind of like reassessing if I still wanted to make films, things like that. And it took me a few years to realize that maybe I'm done with movies. And that's really hard because your dream, you know, and then you just kind of go, because it wasn't just that movies seem to be heading in a strange direction. I don't even know if I was still passionate about it. Like the movies that I wanted to make don't seem to be getting made anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything is Disney, Marvel, you know, like there's no like Pulp Fictions and things like that. There's no like, you know, like, like great cinema. It just doesn't, it's not being funded right now. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, well, that's not my path. And I, you know, reassessed and uh, had like a spiritual, mental, nervous breakdown. Um, ended up in the hospital with like a uh, like a panic attack anxiety attack which I didn't know I thought my chest was like you know that I was like having a heart attack or something the nurse just laughed at me and said you're having a just anxiety kid that's so nice a nurse laughing at you it's like you're going through something I'm gonna laugh at you she literally laughed at me jeez (laughs) and and sat me down and said just do these exercises and I did and then I calmed down and then I realized that oh like you know everything in my life up until this basically, you know, led me to this point. Everything I've wanted, everything I've coveted, everything that I thought I was, like all the pressures I put on myself are landed me in the hospital. This can't be good, right? Yeah. And so I had to reassess my entire life. And then I found music again, and I started getting into music and trying because mu- music, like a lot of the apps were now kind of like migrating to your phone. So it was really interesting to try, try playing with, you know, music apps on your phone. And that just got me excited. And then I started making music over a few years and it started getting a little bit of attention. And I realized I like this way more. And also I'm way more control of this than I am of, of like making movies. You know? yeah. I don't need like, you know, 20 people and a budget. And, you know? Sure. And then I figured I'll just do music for the next couple of years and then circle back around the films with, uh, with music videos and stuff. So at some point I'll probably make movies again, but I don't know what movies are going to be now. Yeah. You know, like with this whole Corona thing, who knows what's going to happen. Right. But yeah. I was yeah. just thinking you can make it whatever you want it to be, too. I guess there's that possibility because we don't know what it's going to be. Like, That's a very good point. I've been thinking about yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. anybody can, I mean, I feel like the future is just waiting for certain people to, you know, independent 
artists to come out and put out things that might catch on fire because everybody everybody now wants to be, wants really authentic content i think you know yeah. and so you, you so no idea what's coming but i do know that the trick is right now is to just you know build the audience build build relationships and so forth so that when i'm ready to make something hopefully some of these people will come along and you know I'll have some weight, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've checked out some of your stuff on YouTube and I, and it's funny because you mentioned Pulp Fiction because one of the ones I watched, I was like, oh, it's like that Pulp Fiction-y. Of course, I'm like, watch. So I'm sorry, I forget the name of it, but um, the kid. I'll just loot. Huh? Oh, no, go on. It was the one with the the guy who's, uh, his wife, he has a wife and a kid, a baby, and he's got to go get diapers and his friend picks him up to go do a job for somebody. Yeah, yeah. he's like, there's a kid back here. And I'm just like (laughs) watching this and I'm just like, this is too much drama for me. Like, right, oh my right. goodness. But yeah, it's yeah, like I that. I was really trying to match that that energy of those old crime films. Yeah. They get really intense. You know? Yes, very <laughs> intense. But it was mm-hmm. good. It, it was like, it allowed me to get caught up in it to the point where I started good. feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Like the, oh my God, what's going to happen? Because like, what do you right. do? Like, you can't, no, you can't do that. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh. And, then, and you understand why he's there, right? Like, you can yes. like. He's making bad decisions. You know? Yes. Like, but it's like, what? Oh my, and the way you did it was so good because, like, oh, I don't so want to cool. give anything away for anybody, but just, like, towards the end, mm-hmm. uh, and then you don't know, like, what happened for right, a moment, right, right. and the smoke yeah. clears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, it was really good. I, but, um, yeah, I definitely, like, for part of it, I was getting that anxiety because I'm just thinking as a parent, you know, like you're a parent, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what would you do? What is this guy going to do? And it's just, yeah. Okay. People are in those situations. People, people in work. (laughs) I'm really glad you liked it so much. It's like making me want to make movies again. (laughs) And I'm sorry. Like I am the worst movie reviewer because I'm just like, and I was like, yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh. But that's, that's, that's good though. I mean, that's the mark of some, that's the mark of good art. You're, it's emotion. Right. I mean, that's that's yeah, what you you're trying to get. You're trying to get emotion through through think, you know the visual, the music, every you know everything takes a part and and and, and it sucks you in. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's like it, you. it gives that you that feeling in your gut watching yeah. it, and, and that's one of the well, things. If I'm, what I'm trying to do is tighten the screw slowly. Yeah. You know, get you to like this guy a little bit first, you, and then yeah, yeah, and then mm-hmm. but the, by the end you're kind of involved. And you can't look away. You know? Which, by the way, is what the mainstream media is doing right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but oh, the thing yeah. is, I knew this was a movie. <laughs> yeah. I exactly. allowed myself to. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, you, there was, there's a consent involved in what, what, what we're doing. Like, I'm putting a movie out. You're watching it. They just There's no consent with what they're doing. Right. Right. Like, exactly. I think you yeah. just nailed it because mm-hmm. there is a consent. I'm allowing myself. To get involved, you know what you're getting into. To fall into the story Mm -hmm. of it, to allow Mm -hmm. myself to feel that way, because at any moment I can just stop and say, "I don't, I don't like how I'm feeling." If I don't like something, but and and you also know that it's make believe at the end of the day, like it's not. Whereas with 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 anything else that happens in reality, we don't know, you know. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to that. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. (laughs) But yeah, it's just. I I think you did a really good job, and like your some of your movies are short too. And to mm-hmm. get the story and get that feeling built up in such a in such a small amount of time is very impressive. Thank you so much. I don't want it to seem like it's just something that you know, like it's a talent or something. It's because 
you know, when I first started writing, I wanted to make films. It was uh, really hard, really, really hard. I couldn't do it, you know? And it's just like anything else. I'm sure you guys have done things with even with podcasting and so forth that the more you do it, the better you get at it. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and, you know, I spent years studying like story structure and trying to figure out how do you make a short that's not just like a gimmick, you know? Because mm -hmm. a lot of shorts are just gimmicks. They're just like, you know, here's a panda. He's doing something. Uh -huh. And it, it's it's great. And it might even be more entertaining. But at the end, of, like, I come at it more from like a like an artist kind of point of view. I want to I want to entertain, but I also want your brain to like, you know, like fire, like be put, be kind of putting the story because a lot of it's happening in your head, whether you're aware of it or not. You know, like right. you're thinking of his family. You're thinking of, you know, mm -hmm. and 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 that that baggage that you bring in to to watching that movie. I mean, sorry to get getting to the end of that story is what makes the story work because if you didn't care it doesn't matter you know mm -hmm. and so i spent so many years just studying how do you make short things work and make them potent and stuff and i think that's why you probably responded to the shorts because they're they're very like like in the screenplay phase when i was writing they're very intricately structured to to get a certain reaction you know yeah. and i think i tortured myself over a lot of that stuff and it's one of the reasons that i kind of don't love making movies as much anymore because you you have to be obsessive. You have to be so obsessive. Yeah. Sure. If you want to do it good, you know. You did right. a good job. And one of Thank the things you. that you just made me think of is trying to build that storyline, get that arc, get everything, all the emotion. It actually reminds me of professional wrestling because a lot of times mm -hmm. wrestlers have X amount of minutes to tell mm -hmm. a story in a match and not everyone can yeah. do that. I mean, look at the movies out now. What is it? One of the newer Avenger movies or something coming out is going to be four hours. You were telling me today. Oh no, uh, it's it? the uh, the Zack Snyder oh. Justice League movie. Justice League. Oh, the Justice League. Four yeah. hours to Four tell hour a story. Movie. Yeah, you can do it in it's seven a minutes. Story. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Which, by the way, was always our big like me and my writing partner. Um, I've had different writing partners, but on that particular one, just like that's what we think about a lot. It's like you know, commercials, really great commercials can tell a story in 30 seconds. Sure. Yeah. And that's, and the only commercials that really work are the ones that tell 30 second stories really well or 15 seconds or whatever, you know? So if they can do it, why do these movies take, you know, four hours? And, and you know, some of them are great. Some of them, like, I can watch the Titanic anytime from beginning to end and it's like three and a half hours or however long it is, you know? I've never but, seen uh, it. <laughs> you haven't? Oh, no. you, you'd like it. It's actually surprisingly, like, it's just a really great movie. It's well made. Um, but uh, my point is, you know, not every movie needs to be that. Not every movie needs to be three hours. Like, why, why does uh, the Zack Snyder cut have to be? I think it's obviously just like a marketing tactic. You it's got to be. Hours of it's got to be. Superheroes. Yeah, know? yeah. These kids go nuts for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, wrestling, you were saying wrestling. That was super interesting to me because there's a couple of screenwriters that I admire that actually dabble in that world. And and um, and that, I kind of learned a lot about, like, you know, the heel and, mm -hmm. and I didn't know much. I didn't understand that world before, but I, I realized, because I, I came from that point where I loved wrestling when I was a kid, then I found out it was fake, and I was like, I'm never watching it again, <laughs> heartbroken, just like just like politics right now. Sure. And then and then years later, I found out about screenwriter friends and so forth who kind of explained the uh, the intricacies of, of the, how the stories work. And, yep. and then I remembered, like as a kid, I'm like, oh, that was all planned. And like, mm -hmm. that's so interesting how like they can turn somebody into a heel, and then, then I see it with Trump. You know, oh, yeah. and then I see it with Biden and I'm like, oh, they're doing the same thing. Yep. Uh -huh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've, I have a huge new respect for wrestling since I found all that stuff out. <laughs> we were just watching um, older wrestling yesterday, right? And, uh, and sure. some of the things that they did to really sell it to people like this, this is real. This isn't when people kind of were smarting yeah. up, like, well, you know, still... when, yes. Oh, someone got hurt. Oh, 
oh, I just heard Vince is getting his car. It's like things that wouldn't happen because, yeah. oh, well, they hate each other. So that can't be the yeah. storyline that like, this is going to be real. When they start using like the real names of people, things like that to, to so get people. So they realized people. we yeah. were catching on. And they started, that's what it feels like right now. Yes. With yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I was Very trying easy. to tell Alex. That's that's what it feels like is like they're getting, oh, these people are getting smart to us. How can we make yeah. them think it's real? What can we do yeah. for them to say, oh, no, it has to be real because if it wasn't this, they wouldn't be doing yeah. this. I wonder if that's why yeah, we're getting all those glitches with Biden videos and stuff like yeah. that. I wonder if that's why. There's no way that can be just accidental, right? Like, no, uh, of course not. Because I don't think you can go back and find stuff from like the '90s where that stuff was happening, unless that stuff is like planted now, you know? Right. But um, uh, they're they're trying to make it seem like we're all figuring it out and we're all really smart, you know? Yeah. And there's some stuff that you do figure out that I don't, I don't think they mean for you to figure out. Like, there's some stuff that I think all of us collectively have figured out that, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that they meant for us to figure out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just the fact that. Just the fact that everything is kind of this psyop and everything is, um, you know, mainstream media might even be just be scripted, you know? I, I don't think they want us to know that, but now it's like the cat's out of the bag and they might as well play into it to make us all look crazy. You know what I mean? It kind of feels uh, that way. And it, it, it I think there's got to be something to that because, I mean, it, and it could just be living in the bubble of, of Twitter because, yes, uh, you know, all the people that we follow and, and, you know, everybody that we communicate and interact with, are all pretty much on the same wavelength. So it's like yeah. our little corner of Twitter, mm-hmm. if you will. And and we all kind of think we maybe are onto them and have it kind of figured out. But that's just like a small microcosm that of affect them. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So, I, right. don't, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, no. I don't but know I what's think, going you know what on. I think, I think there's a lot of small microcosms though. I, I don't think we're the only one because I'll sometimes get, see a retweet from somebody that's got like, you know, 20,000 retweets and they're talking about the same things we're talking about, but it's not one of our, mm-hmm. you know, it's not one of our, you know, central group of people. So there right. must be a bunch of communities where this is happening, you know, could be. And yeah. In, in different ways. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not all like everything fake or whatever, but they're catching on to things. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, um, cause every, the, the, the idea that everything is fake seems to be trending and stuff like they, they're letting on. And which yeah. is weird to me. And I, I, what I can't figure out is, are they are they splitting people up? Is, is what's happening is the people that can see and the people that can't see. Now, you know, we'll just be arguing forever, right? Because mm-hmm. they're never going to confirm it. So nobody's ever going to back down. And it's just, we're just going to argue. It's fake. It's not fake. It's fake. It's not right. Fake. They're feeding both sides. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Divide and conquer. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a time and true it's tradition. Like, it's like a fractal. They do it all over the place, you know, with mm-hmm. like races, with sexes. Obviously, they're going to do within the everything fake community and within yeah. you know conspiracy. So that, that's kind of what I think is going on. That they're uh, just putting so much misinformation out there that people can't tell what. And we also fight amongst each other, you know. Yeah. But oh, I think yeah. what they don't realize is that with, with some, once you catch onto the fakery, if you if, if you if you're able to have the mental control to just go, okay, I'm just not giving you my energy anymore. Like it's all fake. I just don't care anymore. And. So what if it's right or, or Elon is fake or whatever? Yeah, I can make jokes. I can talk about it, but I don't care. And even with this, I mean, you guys following this event that's going on right now with the with the ship that's stuck? I've so seen just some Conrad of the stuff that you told us about yeah, it. Conrad <laughs> told us about it because I didn't know. And then, yeah, then then I you know went on Twitter. I saw some you of the stuff you were tweets, putting on yeah. there. Yeah, I'm so confused it's, by it. I it's don't like, get yeah, it's, how it's just a ship it's stuck in a harbor 
in a way that doesn't even look like it's stuck. But it doesn't even just, look stuck. Yeah, like just turn left. I think you, you even tweeted straight? that, like turn left. Yes. Or so, it's like, but the problem is, the problem is, if you had taught me before I had realized all this stuff and I looked at that, I would, I would have made some excuse in my head. I would have said, "Oh, I don't understand. Must there must be something in the water?" And I would have just dismissed it and yeah. thought they know, I don't know. Right. Even though it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Right? Because I trust them. Yeah. And the minute is the minute you stop trusting them, then it's like then you start using your logic and nothing makes sense. Yeah. But you just said something. Isn't it crazy how we just trust these people we don't know? Unreal. We just give our trust to them because that's the way. Well, that's because we're conditioned to. Yes. Yeah. And, and, like and it's like, I, yes. And yeah. I don't know these people. We don't have mm-hmm. a personal relationship. We don't talk all the time. And I'm no. supposed to trust them with this huge bit of, in, like, all these bits mm-hmm. of information? Yeah. It's, no, it's crazy. That, that's what's, and we did. And I think, I think there's a little bit of, like, heartache involved when you first wake up and you realize that, like, you know, everybody lied to you including your parents who were lied to and sigh up themselves so they don't even know that they lied to you exactly <laughs> it's like professional yeah. wrestling all over again they lied <laughs> it really is it's like it's what the hell is going on what and if professional wrestling was trying to prepare us for this i literally had this thought earlier really I was thinking to myself what if wrestling was like like an initiation, like the first uh, the first time this happens, so that you go, oh, it's like wrestling. So later when they do this, we kind of go, oh, like you know, they, they planted things in our childhood that 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 prepared us for whatever these plans were that were coming, which they've had in in mind, I think, for a long time. It seems like it was very planned. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, th- I don't know what's predictive programming. That that's the most frustrating part. Is look back at your life and go, what was real? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's, like, it's so daughter, true. My daughter would always point out when she was younger, she'd point out in school, why why do we have to stand for Remembrance Day? She'd come home on, on Remembrance, which we call Remembrance Day. I think you guys call it Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. So she would always come home and be like, we stood there and they talked about war and we remembered dead people. But I kept thinking, nothing's going to change. We're still going to do wars. And and at the time, I just thought, oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's just to have respect for soldiers and this and that. But now looking back, Wow, what a death cult. We literally traumatized these kids with remembering these soldiers that may or may not even have fought in these wars. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it, it's, it becomes real. Yeah, right. and I wonder, because mm-hmm. your daughter said, nothing's going to change, we're still going to have wars. And part of me wants to think, maybe that was the thought, so we stopped doing it. That's, but- well, that's what she was saying. She was saying, that's what it seems like they're trying to say. But with, but but the way her point was the way that it's done. There's this kind of like energy about it, which doesn't feel authentic at all. Yeah. It, it, like like the kids are scared and they're not and they don't know what. And and I realize it's exactly the same as back in the '60s or when they'd had the nukes and they would make the kids get under the de- the desks. Mm-hmm. It 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 was a, it was MK Ultra. It was yeah. you know you, 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 it it made nukes real, whether they are real or not. It made in their heads this thing like, oh my god, like we. If like you're under this desk, you're imagining what's going to happen to your friends when it blows up, you know, like they're putting you in that spot and, it, and the, no it's, parent would ever do that. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, think about it when so, it happens at school, it's traumatizing. And when you're traumatized, when you go into a form of shock trauma, yeah. you're more easily susceptible to take in and influence. believe what you're being told. Yeah. You're, you're more open you're, to suggestion, yeah. much more easily influenced. Oh, yeah. You guys know about like MK Ultra, mind control. Like sure. Probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was heavy into that. Now, now my kind of my um 
perspective on it has changed to the point where I wonder if what all that, you know, all the, you know, the mind control slaves and stuff, if what that's really kind of covering up, because the CIA is very clever, right? They put a lot of like mythic things that just get buried in our head because we love myths. Yeah. But but what if it's what it's really saying is that MKUltra is these televisions. The you know, it's fear-based mind control, meaning anything fear-based, uh, whether it's your parents yelling at you, they keep you in line, you know. And that might be a good thing, but you could you, I don't trust these governments, they're not doing it for good reasons, you know. And so I think MKUltra is much more sophisticated than just you know, implanting demons into people or whatever, you know, right. I, I, I'm sure, I don't know if that's real. I really, it was a while where I thought it was real. Now I don't know what's real, but yeah. I definitely think there's something to fear, fear induced mind control. Like you said, like when they, when they used to go under the desk, like that's just literally you're, you're making them suggestible. And that's what they're doing now. In my view, the, the new yes. get under the desks is the masks, making the masks. kids wear masks and all that stuff. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the main reasons why we pulled our kids out of school. Not the masks. Well, just because of the way the, the teaching system Yeah, the way is. the teaching everything, thing was. But yeah. now it's like, I'm glad that we did it because I don't want mm-hmm. them Yeah, because by the time we started homeschooling, like, they have been taken out. We were like, no. Um, Good. But yeah, it's yeah, like... I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't imagine... If I ever had kids again, I can't imagine sending them through the school system now. It's Now that I know what it is, it's just, yeah. wow, you know? Yeah. They basically trained a bunch of... Uh, you know, zombies that now do whatever they say. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, and, and that's exactly what's going on. Like, it's, it's I, crazy. there are absolutely great teachers out there, but yeah. you have so many who are just going with whatever they're told to do and not thinking yeah. about it. And I'm like, yeah. isn't that the whole point of going to school to learn how to think? Not but anymore. it's like Turns it's out. not. It's to learn <laughs> no, how to not. do things. <laughs> it's to learn exactly. how to be a good little soldier. Raise your hand. Speak when spoken mm-hmm. to. You have to learn to be a productive member of society. Yeah. Do as and, you're and told. To, Listen, and, it, and, it, and it's very like they, they try to knock uh, creativity out of you too. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think the teachers know they're doing it. It's just how the curriculums are structured and stuff. But they're encouraged to knock creativity out of you because then how are you gonna how are you gonna be like a good worker? You know, if right. you're questioning things. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't question anything. Raise your hand to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. or you know, all that. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. Everything. It's so how normalized that stuff is. Yeah, it's crazy. The, you know what else is kind of crazy? It's like think about it. You, you you get you go to school in the morning and then you stand for the the national anthem. Like I was thinking about that, like the Canadian national anthem. Like it's in my head. I I also feel something towards Canada because of that national damn anthem that they put in my head every morning. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know if I would have these feelings towards you know this this mythical Canadian land with a flag and, and, sure. and the national anthem. But they but they they drill it in you so you have pride. You know. Yeah, I mean for us here, it's you stand and they didn't do the anthem uh, in in school for us, but we had the pledge of allegiance. Oh, we did both. You pledge there, allegiance yeah. to the flag of the United States of America. Yeah. You know, my so mom we had, had that. that. And, and my mom I, had that growing up in Pakistan. So yeah, I, and Pretty I always similar. thought of it like you know I have family who are police and uh, military, and I thought it's to show respect, you know, for your and country for those and, yeah who fought yeah. for the country. Yeah, me too. I thought the same thing. And but then you got to think it's like you're pledging your allegiance to a flag, not anyone. The flag, like when you really yeah, start to, critiquing it, it's a corporation almost. Yes, because mm-hmm. that's yeah, what and you don't realize. That you're, yes, that you're doing. and right. you're you're doing this. You're pledging basically yourself, and it's just like when you really think about it, like, but what am I? Who is this? What does it represent? What does mm-hmm. it stand for? And does it protect me? 
Mm-hmm. Where's where's its allegiance to me? Is this like a two way kind of thing? Well, you and know, we think it is, right? You would like, like to think it is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. yeah. No, I'm saying in the moment you think it is. Sure, You're a kid, you don't understand. Yep. You know, just think, oh, like you do feel pride and you do feel with your homies, and mm-hmm. you know, we're all in this together. But you get older, and then you see these 911, you see these yeah. things happen, and you just go, oh, maybe something else was up. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It it just what. What is weird is when you question it, not trying to be aggressive, just like, wait a minute, let's take a look at this. Let's dissect this. And people get so upset to the point of they don't want to discuss it. They don't want to think about it because it's like blasphemy trying to, how dare you oppose? It's like, I'm just asking questions. Like, help me understand And and they're just ideas. They're just ideas. Like, I don't think... I mean, I'm sure you guys know the, the the everything is fake gang. There's a few of us that kind of think the same thing. But none of us are. I think you could challenge any of us on our ideas, and we'd be like, "Hmm, maybe we're wrong." Yeah. You know, about yeah. this, like none of us are. Like we make a lot of jokes and we laugh, and, and it's really just for it, the reason a lot of us make such like, you know, kind of arrogant jokes sometimes is to give other people that think like us some ammunition. You know, because they they can articulate the same way we can. So if there's something they can retweet and feel a little more powerful. That's that's good, you know. Yeah. But other than that, like anybody challenging on something, I always go, hmm, maybe it's true. Maybe maybe Nikola Tesla was a real guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I, there's nothing I'm, I'm I'm stuck on. These are just ideas, you know. But right. that's the cool thing. But, it's just a chance. It's a door to open to get you to look at different possibilities, to think about different things. And but what people if... get so triggered. But people get so triggered. Oh yeah. I, I, do you guys have friends that are like, you know? Because I feel like last year was the great divider of. We don't have people. a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I relate. I relate. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I, like a lot of my a lot of uh, close friends, I I haven't really spoken to a lot in the last year, and and I, it's because, it, unfortunately, it, I I think it's because they're they're all bought into everything that's going on, you know, and the and, division. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, I've always been. My whole life, I've always questioned the government. Every I've always been into conspiracy theories and that kind of thing. So, uh, my myself and a good friend of mine actually kind of called this whole thing that was going to happen. We like last year. We we're like, as soon as the first lockdown happened, when it first went down, we went. This yeah, isn't going to yeah. be two weeks. And I think we even got on a Same podcast did. and did, did it. We're episode. like, this isn't two weeks. This is only going to get worse. And we called yeah. it. And then from there, like, yeah, a- everybody that I used to talk to, nobody talked to me anymore. So I, I, I kind of, I, I don't know if it's I, related it's, or not, I so, but. I super relate because I had my two best friends in a chat. We would, I would just drop these little hints of what's going on. It was literally three days into the pandemic and I started realizing it's all bullshit. Yeah. You know, and I started talking about Bill Gates and all this and they were defending Bill Gates. And these guys are smart guys. Like they're, 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 they're like anti-government minded and stuff, you know, yeah. and, but they're family guys now. You know, they, they, their families now and they, they have jobs and, you know, they believe in that system now. Everything's, you know, and it's like, and it's fine. I don't mind that we disagree or anything like that. But I noticed when we disagreed, like the, the tone of their voices and everything would change. It's almost like there was a little more disrespect than usual, you know, and we're not kids anymore. Like I'm an adult. You're talking to a grown man. Like they just like. I also don't have time for that. We're not that close anymore. We're older, you know. Sure. And I just kind of went, no, like. This, I knew in my head that this next year was about to get really hard. I'm sure you sensed it too. Oh, yeah. Right? Like you called it so early. So you must have been like, oh, next year is going to get 
people aren't ready, you know? Yeah. And I knew that was coming. And I knew for a year, we would just be butting heads now. And, you know, them making me feel like I'm crazy. And I just, I'm not, I'm not into being gaslit anymore. You know? yeah. yeah. And that happened to me during 9-11. I called that too. I knew that that was bullshit, you know? And for three years, it was just dealing with normies. Yeah. You know, then it started calming down after about three years or so. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, so I just, I just wasn't willing to go through that again. And I just distanced myself from a lot of people. And I got to tell you, I'm way, way, way happier, way more relaxed. Cause I suddenly realized I'm not carrying their bullshit anymore. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like their fears about the world, who they're going to vote for, you know, yeah. like what's going to happen to gas prices. Well, what's going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that's your attitude. Most of, you know, yeah. it, she, Monique's a lot like that. Uh, and it, thankfully, it's been beneficial for me because I used to be, I used to get all amped up on, Oh, now this is going to happen. Damn it. You know, like I knew it was going to happen. I'd let it get to me. And I just feel like she's the the calming one. You know, she, she'd always calm me down. I I go based off the energy (laughs) I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling like, wait a minute, something's really like something real is going to happen. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's an energy that's in the air and you feel it. I'm not feeling that with these things. But then I start like second guessing it because I'm like, well, Alex is getting they, like really adamant about it. And, you know, but it's just like they, they get to our ma- they get to our male like protector instincts. Like ex- they put exactly. Us in our, in, 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 they put us in that reptilian like, you know, where we just fly to fight and we just want to protect our family. Like we're not exactly. thinking fully. That's why you need somebody like I'm lucky I have my daughter. She just says she thinks the way I do, but at the same time, she doesn't buy into anything. She's a kid. She sees through it, you know? Right. So yeah. that keeps me a little grounded, but, um, uh, but you're right. You, like we, we start to get like very focused on how to solve the problem. And, and you probably said, because I have this, I have to constantly balance my male and female sides cause I'm like single. Right. So I gotta, I gotta kind of have some female intuition to some degree. Right. Right. And when this stuff happens, that's the thing. What I've noticed, I'm sure you guys probably started noticing this now too. When, whenever there's some kind of fakery in the media, and they're trying to get a reaction, you'll notice that you're not feeling anything. Like yes. it's exactly what you said. You're not feeling anything, but you feel like, oh shit, this is bad. I should be feeling something. But but you're not. And it's because you and you, somewhere in your gut you know it's bullshit. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. it was with ta- speaking with Rambo, I had said that because I'm an empath. And yes. The yeah. past like year, especially, I've felt more apathetic with the things on the news. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's weird because usually when something's really happening, I can feel it. I feel that you can energy. feel pain and t- you feel other people's pain. Like yeah. in school shootings, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like, but I never feel anything. School that's, shootings. That's thinking, the like, thing. I like. I you yeah. know, we were talking with Murph and even the Kurt Cobain thing. Whether it was mm-hmm. real or not, I just whatever it was though, I didn't. feel. I heard you talking about that. Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't feel, and I felt like I was supposed to. So I felt awkward and like I need to pretend to Me care too. more. And again, I'm just thinking of the office, Ryan, when Smokey Robinson dies. Oh my God. Oh man, Smokey's gone. <laughs> you know, it's like man, Kurt Cobain, you know. My brother was really into uh, Kurt Cobain at the time. He was young and I couldn't get into that music at all. I was into hip hop, you know? And then what happened is then years later, he had such an obsession. He was so hurt and he watched all the VH1 specials and MTV specials that I got psyched up into thinking, wow, Kurt was amazing. And he, we did lose him yet many years later. Like now I love Kurt and stuff, but, but it's like, but it's like, what? Well, it's like through osmosis almost, you know, it's like, I wasn't feeling it at all, you know, but I got, I convinced myself that I need to feel more for this guy. He was a good guy. I <laughs> love Nirvana. Yeah. I mean, I was listening too. to them all the time, but 
I just, I didn't feel it inside. And I I just pretended to just so I could, Mm -hmm. I guess, keep up with appearances because like I'm seeing my friends who are calling me crying. Oh my God. You know? And I'm just like, yeah. Okay. This is awkward. It's kind of interesting that you say that because you guys see through this whole COVID thing, right? And I see through this whole COVID thing. And it seems like a lot of people who weren't so easily like psyop by, by, you know, by um, pop culture, like even this Kurt Cobain death that you're talking about, the fact that you didn't, you, you didn't feel it as much. You still got psyop, but you didn't, you know, th- there was a gut feeling, right? Yeah. I th- all those people are having a much easier time right now seeing through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other people who were crying for Kurt Cobain are completely gone. They're, like they can't see it. Like, even my brother who's a smart guy can't fully see it. Yeah. You know? I, I have to say, like, I want to give my parents a lot of credit because like just because was it the other week we, we were sitting down with them and yeah, talking yeah. about everything's fake. And they were so like, that makes sense. It was yeah, it was yeah. it was really encouraging. I was not yeah. expecting that. I, I, wasn't I mean just either. because like you know, my dad's a retired police officer. He was at um the trade the um, World Trade Towers, the the yeah. center, when a few days after the buildings collapsed, because mm-hmm. um, he was a canine officer, and he got called in with a dog for recovery, and he was saying the um, ground, like where the rubble was, was so hot. Days later, oh, the man. dogs couldn't even walk on it. It was burning their pads, so they couldn't use the dogs. And I was just like, "That's weird," but I don't know enough about it but you know so to talk to my dad like hey jfk may have never even existed mm. you know like these people may have never existed yeah, for that generation it's very the fact that you're saying they even heard you at all that's you know my mom struggles with it a lot i do have noticed though in a couple last couple of weeks that when i say it, she's actually listening and it's almost like they're picking it up in on the news themselves a little bit but they don't have i think they don't have two things i don't know about your parents but my mom doesn't have one she cares a lot what people think. So she's not going to go out and like say some nonsense that people then disagree with and then we're summed out of the community or something yeah. sure. in her head. She's, she's a little brain control like that. And uh, I don't know what the point I was making. I lost my train of thought there. But um, The parents, but, just the way like opening their minds. Oh yeah. And the fact that she's, you know, paying a little bit of attention and starting to realize is making me go, is everybody starting to notice this? And they're just not, not they don't have the confidence to speak up or maybe, maybe they can't articulate themselves, you know? Because think about it, like I can tweet about it or you can talk about it, but you guys are like, you guys articulate yourself fairly well. You have no problem having a conversation with somebody, but most people can't do that. Most people, they're in their heads having a conversation. So uh, never mind, I'll just stay quiet, you know? Yeah. Like they, they're not, they're not going to try to figure a problem out in their head, figure out how to articulate it to somebody. They just, they're most likely just going to be going in the moment and just blurt out something and they know they're going to sound stupid. So they just rather not, you know? Yeah. I sound stupid all the time. So yeah, you know? I, I, I don't, <laughs> nobody I, should I, be afraid I, of that. You, you, you nailed it. But, but it takes a certain, like not everybody's like that. Like right. all these normies, they're so, they're so brainwashed that they do care what everybody thinks, you know? But it's also mm-hmm. hard like on social media to do that. Because it's, do you ever notice like talking to someone through email and trying to communicate? It's so much easier just to get on the phone and have the conversation instead of going back and forth to get to your point. Because it can take 10 emails 
to figure out what somebody's talking about compared to two minutes on the phone. And so it's like the same thing with social media. Sometimes somebody's trying to get their point, but maybe they're not doing the right way or the person on the other side isn't picking up what they're trying to. Yeah, because we don't know what the tone is. We don't, you know. Right. It's one of the reasons that when you see me tweet that I always have a lot of like emojis in my tweets. The reason I do that is because everything in it's so easy to read a tweet and feel like this person is saying something to your soul. They do not like you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You Why know, are they talking about right. me? Yeah, yep. everything. Uh-huh. Just, it feels like everybody's gaslighting you, right? But when, mm-hmm. you, when you have a little smiley face next to you, like, oh, this guy doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Immediately, yeah. it just disarms you a little. And, and yeah. I, I'm not there to, I'm not there to like yell at people. I'm, that's not my interest in that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You. I also want to talk because we've been talking about families too. Yeah. I'm gonna switch mm-hmm. gears a little bit Let's do it. but we were talking about families and we were talking about kids and if you're open to it mm-hmm. how is it with your home life because you're a single dad you have mm-hmm. kids who are at the age they're old enough to kind of start getting what's yeah. going on how is oh, yeah. how is, how does that work at home with your kids like what kind of discussions it's, do you have with them it's super weird because my daughter and my son were living with their mother about half an hour 45 minutes away from here. So they come over on the weekends and we all hang out and so forth. But when this Corona thing happened, I, the first thing I, I thought of, and I'm, I don't know if you thought of this, but I was thinking, oh, wow, the family pressures are suddenly going to intensify now. And anybody that has like domestic problems, abuse, that's going to go through the roof. Children are going to get abused, all that stuff. And anybody whose relationship isn't solid right now is probably not going to make it in a year. And sure enough, I look a year later and a lot of people divorced and so much stuff has happened because it's just the pressures of the economy. There's nothing you can do about it. Like it, it's not, people are going to think it's them, but it's not, you know? And so that happened, that happened a little bit with, you know, uh, my, like my daughter, uh, sorry, my, um, my ex and, and her, and her uh, husband, they, they had a little bit of pressure, a little bit, because it's just natural. Like they're all stuck at home. They, they now have to deal with all these little things that maybe they didn't have to deal with before. And it caused a little bit of, little bit of issue. And they, my daughter decided to move in with me. And so she came and moved in here. Nothing major happened. It was just she could sense that it was a little bit much for her. And as soon as she came here, all the relationship improved. Everybody's better now because a little bit of distance is good for the, you know. Sure. It's good. So so she's living with me now for the first time in a very long time. Like, you know, since she was a little kid. And and my, my son's still living there with uh, his stepbrother. But uh, it, it's been really interesting. We suddenly have this kind of like teenager living with me who's she's, she's uh, 19. She'll turn 20 soon. Wow. And okay. she went to university for a year last year and she dropped out just as this Corona thing hit. It's almost like she sensed it coming. And I, I can't, we, we both don't quite understand. She just felt she didn't feel good. And I, I supported her completely because she has diabetes as well. So to me, it's more important that she will figure out her di- di- diabetes in any education. I don't care. Sure. You know? And so we got her out and then Corona hit. And now we both feel like God's protecting us. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we've been bonding a lot and talking a lot and just, um, she grounds me a lot and she always questions like devil's advocate. Like, what if it's not fake? What if it's this? What if it's that? Which helps me kind of think about is in a lot of things all abandoned or, but lately she's just, I'll send her a news article after news article and she's just laughing. Like that, that ship that's stuck today just doesn't even look stuck yeah. Uh, on the back of the ship, I don't know if you guys noticed the way the craters are set. It says LOL. 
But is that real? Is that, is that I a saw real that picture? And I question that... if that was real because other pictures, the... you don't see that from further back. I never back. saw the back before, and I saw the back. And the, I, I don't know if that's real 100%, but the person that tweeted it seemed to say that it was real. Huh. That's why I kind of trusted. Of course, that could turn out to be. But but the one thing that is real is the path of the... I mean, I'm sure yeah. you Where it looks like a... Yeah, where it, it looks like a... Like yeah. A, yeah, you know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a dick and balls. And look, exactly. There you go. And people just Thank look you. at that I'm and they so go, ladylike. Oh, <laughs> well, people look at that and they think, "Ha, ah, that's funny," but they, they think it's an accident or something. Right. But anytime you watch one of these stories, there's always dick and balls involved. It's <laughs> they crazy. always have yeah. in the back. They all because they know nobody's thinking this. They know nobody's gonna nobody's gonna make that connection. Yeah. You know, and it makes us look crazy pointing it out. <laughs> yeah, we look nuts. Exactly, we look nuts pointing it out, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but at yeah. the same time, we look nuts. But- pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tremendous so she's, been, she's been noticing it and there's certain things that just once you start picking it up it's undeniable right you just the first time she really started laughing is when they had that uh i can't remember there's a mutagen there's a there's a mutant strain that broke out and the guy that they were using as the poster boy to be like oh there's a new danger his last name was Weizen danger <laughs> oh no. come on it was his german name Weizen danger and some guy said it to me, he said, bro, look at this. They're, they're, they're totally trolling us. And I retweeted and my daughter's like, no, this can't be real. They're fucking with us. Like, yeah, sure. yeah. Unbelievable. Troll Unbelievable. level 1,000. Oh, man. Exactly. Wow. in danger. But wow. wasn't that like with um, Corona, like in Wuhan, like the doctor or whoever that discovered it or something, oh, he had like a weird name too. Yeah, I can't remember it. Yeah, I can't remember what yeah. it was, but it's related. Yeah. do this all the time. They did mm-hmm. it with the like the first woman that went into space. Her name was Sally Ride. Sally Ride, yeah. She hitched a ride into space. Yeah, right. <laughs> like everything. Uh, Neil Armstrong. It's Neil A. Backwards. It's alien. Alien. One. Yep. Mm-hmm. They do oh, this yeah. constantly. They put. They, it's it's like they're giving us Easter eggs or something. I, I don't quite get it. It's hilarious, but it's also letting yeah. you know it's fake, which in a way allows you to go. It's almost like maybe it's their karma. Like if we know it's fake. That's so what I've heard. Out. That I've read that a lot to too. Either, yeah. uh, that supposedly secret societies and, and these controllers, the powers that yeah. want to be, as Monique says, uh, what they do is they they karmically have to tell you that what they're do. They have to tell you what mm-hmm. they're doing, and they have to tell you it's bullshit. And if you believe it, that's on you. That's not on them. That's on you because they yeah. told you it's bullshit. They didn't you like. Buy it? I, I, I don't know. I don't I'm, know if I'm, I... I'm, I'm like this on it. I I, I'm 50, like 50 on it as well. I don't know. The I old, mean, the only reason I'm like that is because we're, we as human beings, we're so susceptible to myths. It's exactly. Such making like they make themselves into these myths. They're like, yeah. Oh, karma. Like nobody's, these guys aren't doing that. They don't have time for that. You know, like it, I just feel like this is a lot of smoke and mirrors to make us think they're bigger than they are. And they're more, you know, I agree with that, hundred uh, percent. And that, that, and that they've planned everything, and anything we notice is because of their karma. You know, like it just it, it makes them so much larger than life in our head. And I don't think it's that. I think they're just trolling us. It, <laughs> they're it just could, going like it could very well, yeah, it could just be that that they're just it, like, oh, look at these idiots. They'll believe anything. We'll do this. You know what I mean? It yeah, could and, very and, well and just be that. Just think about any bullshit they do. If we call it out, we look like idiots. Right, exactly, because so, they so have they, way it's, more it's, people it's believing it than in, not. Yeah. So it's smart to put in these Easter eggs and, and make yeah. these idiots like us call it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, look I'm at the first that. the first people that uh, when they call when the term uh, conspiracy theorist was coined by the CIA, yeah. CIA it yeah. was to make people that were questioning the JFK assassination yeah. look crazy because the mm-hmm. the obviously the story is it's I mean, there's a million holes it's, in it. It's so obviously bullshit you know like every, right every kid knows that yeah when they hear about it in school the first time they're like oh, okay so this is some bullshit <laughs> yeah ex- exactly and so but we just don't know what happened right but but then that's when you question it you're a conspiracy theorist and they give it a, immediately there's a negative connotation attached yes. to that it's, title you know it's it's like it's their way of tagging people right yeah, DCA just tags you. It's like you. We basically self-select. You know. Yeah. Like, we 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 take their bait, and now we're conspiracy theorists. And they know. They know. Okay, you, this guy's on this side, and yep. you know. Yeah. So it's if you notice, yeah. there's like a th- like a theme with that whole conspiracy theorist. It's like a negative connotation with it. Yes. Because they don't want you questioning it. They don't want you questioning anything. And what happens? Where are we now? We're at the point where if. Other like if people just question stuff, yeah, we can get attacked. How dare you? And that's been happening, yeah. you know, for decades. Yes, but it's it's like it it just kind of got momentum, and not just about JFK assassination, not just everything. about aliens, everything. but everything. Sure. And well, somebody said, "Oh, go on." Somebody said they they weaponized uh, they 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 weaponized stupidity. That's a, like, hell yeah. That's the, a good way of putting the, it. Right the there. idiot has more power than we do right now. Yeah. It's true, and yeah, you know, and 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 by trying to sound smart, we actually come off as a super spreader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a genius plan, really, if you think about it. It is. I gotta, I gotta say, I, I gotta respect whoever came up with this whole deal. Yeah, they, they're they're. It's a con of all cons. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. But I, th- I think, I think the only way out is that we just kind of gotta not give them the attention anymore. Because it's all—I think it's all about attention. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I think what they do is they—the reason they play all these games and they traumatize everybody is because they need nations to be on the same page. You know, they, they need all of America, all of Canada, to be on the same page. Because if we're not, we're going off and spinning off into our own universes and doing our own things. And then there's no authority and there's no government. Right. <laughs> right. And they need us to believe that they're the solution to all our problems. There are saviors. Yeah, now there's going to be a food shortage for the next little while, and we'll beg for them to fix it. You know, like of course, and and I think that's what it is. And it's, it's once they can't have keep our attention on the same page anymore because people don't believe it, that's when we're free. The only thing that confuses me is I'm sure you guys noticed this too, but they seem to be letting on that that things are fake. Yeah, and yeah, I've, and I've been I, I'm questioning that because yeah. I feel like are they going to use yeah. it to try to like bite us in the ass with it somehow? Something will happen. Of my, course, my, you might. My big guess is what's going to happen, and you guys, you guys should be prepared for this. I don't know if you've used any of these terms, but what's going to happen is at some point they're going to take the NPC term and they're going to weaponize it. Somebody's going to go out and kill somebody because they're an NPC, and then they're going to say, oh, look at these dangerous people that call everybody NPCs. You know? sure. And then we'll automatically oh, – the trick to that is you just don't care. Yeah. They don't care. There's not, it's all it's all mind control. Like they can't really do anything. If I don't care, I don't care if a bunch of guys on my Twitter yelling at me. I just mute them. Yeah. 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 Well, we had yeah. a conversation with Conrad, and we were talking. He he is yeah, awesome. awesome. Oh my goodness, awesome. we love him. And so we were having this really great conversation, and we said like, oh yeah, well we don't watch the news because you brought up Evergreen, the yeah. the boat that got yeah. stuck yeah. going straight. And good for you, by the way. What? I said good for you, by the way. For not watching the news, we don't. We don't. We don't have cable. We don't watch the news. We don't have awesome. news apps. We took them all off, and 
no idea. And so Excellent. he was like, we were talking about like, you know, is it a point like when you're, it's almost like you're, is it burying your head in the sand? You know, and, and because then all these other people are going to watch it and manifest from watching it. Is that going to happen? And then, and I was like, but if everyone just shut off their TVs, if everyone could just do that. Yeah. Well, imagine. I think, I think you're right. I mean, and See, by tuning it out and by calling it fake and stuff, we're, we're, we're also kind of helping people, right? Like you guys are doing this podcast or people finding your podcast and they might realize, hey, let me turn off my TV. So I think the best we can do is just be on, you know, on our individual platforms and just shout as much as we can, make jokes as much as we can, not get not get caught in any of these loose mm-hmm. harvesting things, you know? Yeah. Like even this this tanker right now, they're really just trying to get you scared. I'm not scared at all, you know? Because I know it's just whatever. Yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, life always keeps going. You know? I'm not yep. getting that mm-hmm. feeling in my gut seeing like, no. oh no, I, I'm just like. If really? anything, I'm laughing because they're winking a little bit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, w- weren't they saying that this is going to be another toilet paper shortage or something like that because of yeah, this see, ship? See? Like, see? What was what? on the ship? My Did, mom laughed. Like, what? <laughs> what? What was on the ship? Does anyone know what it was carrying? Apparently no. toilet paper. <laughs> I, I don't that's, know. Like, that's why I'm asking. Like, was it toilet paper? No, but everybody on Twitter seems to like, you know, like all the Q people that were that, you know, they seem to think it's human trafficking, which to me is the is what they want you to think. Uh, like they want okay. us to think that oh is this some kind of are these containers filled with people is that like, really what people are going, saying no kidding it's happening like, yeah but oh, but, wow. but it's, it's 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 really the cue people I, I i don't mean i don't want to be disparaging or anything but it's a certain part certain type of person that thinks a certain way like they're they're, they're still waiting for the because q sets the storm is coming all these things are coming they think this might be the event do you know what i mean do you know uh, what it makes so, me think of like a broad getting stood up, still waiting for the date to show up when like everyone else knows like, uh, honey, he's yeah. not coming. Especially if the date continued to gaslight her and pretend <laughs> that he was coming. <laughs> like, that's what's happening. Yeah. That's a movie right there. <laughs> right? And I hope, I hope that, like, you know, part of me hopes that they turn out to be right. I'm, I'll make jokes and stuff, but I still hope that like all these assholes get put away and everything, you know? But sure. the truth is, they would not put it on CNN and Fox. Agreed. They're not going to put this tanker that's filled with human bodies. And if, if if human bodies do fall out of it tomorrow, and that's a big news story, it's all planned. Of course, it's so that you feel like we got the human traffickers. Meanwhile, the real human traffickers are still doing everything they're doing, and we don't even know their names. Yeah, of course. But I just find mm-hmm. it weird. Like, why aren't they saying what's on, the, what's in the cargo? This big thing. Looked- wouldn't they come out and say like, oh yeah, and it's cargo of car parts yeah. or I, you know, manufacturing I might supplies. not have looked closely. It might, it might be there, but it's not a conversation. And and the, and that you know, I always think of. Uh, do you guys know who JJ Abrams is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So JJ Abrams has this TED talk years ago where he would talk about the mystery box, and it's this idea that he has in a lot of his movies where if you set up a mystery in a movie, that acts like this this um, kinetic energy that moves you through a story because you want to know. Like you, could, they could go in any direction, but you still want to know what's in the box. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a it's a it's a story device that he uses a lot, like in Lost, um, yeah. you know, even in his movies, he sets up this kind of like mystery. And then the whole movie, you want them to figure out, like it creates momentum. Yeah. And I feel like all of Q, everything has been that it's been this like these breadcrumbs that get your mind going. And then you just want to know, like the mind needs resolution. You, once a story starts, we need to know how it ends. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they're they're hacking that. They're hacking that so big time with the news and stuff. You're just constantly waiting for what's next, what's next, what's next. And look at us. We don't even pay attention. 
Like, yeah. You don't pay attention. But yet yeah. still, I know. I know what's going on because a part of me wants to know what's next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious if it's toilet paper. <laughs> right? They definitely said that there's going to be a toilet paper shortage. But I don't think, I think they're implying because, you know, it's, it's a, I think it's like a really major, like, canal or dock. And the blocking of it is going to allow, it's not going to allow other food and toilet paper and so forth to pass through. But it's such bullshit because if you look at the picture, it's not stuck. It's not stuck. Right. Not, yeah, it's okay. not at all. First of all, yeah. it's not stuck. Second of all, how did it, how did that happen anyway? It's a ship going straight. I don't know how that happened. And it's all, never happened before. Hasn't that canal been and open also, since like the 1800s How is it still too? stuck? It's been days. Like by the day, on the day we're recording, it's been days. How is it still yeah. stuck? Like with how the technology we have. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And yeah. if, if it's going to cause worldwide food shortages and like famine or whatever they're trying to say, why don't we just blow it up? Like, yeah. What's, what's going on? What, Get it out of the way. None right. of this makes any sense. Yeah. Exactly. But normies just sit there and they just be like, well, I guess we've got this tanker situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sucks to be us. Oh, man. Martha, yeah. rush to the store. Get toilet paper. Go get, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Get the exactly. shotgun. We need some toilet paper. Oh, my God. It's, that's basically what it is. They just get everybody panic and run, you know. And what? I think the trick is that you can always go to a small town and get toilet paper. Like, there's right. a lot of small towns nearby. You go there. They're never out. They're right. fine. Nobody's yep. panicking there. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I've said it before in the show with the whole COVID, the original like toilet paper supply last year, we got leaves. Worst case scenario, <laughs> right. it's it's not like you can use like a washcloth. Like there no, are alternatives, people. It was mind blowing. It was mind blowing that this was the emergency of our century. <laughs> like you know, like people were just like toilet paper. What will I do without toilet paper? Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> like there's no other. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that just kind of shows you where, where we are collectively as a society. That's what people worry about now, you know, and Bro, it's like, don't you feel like we're, don't you feel like we're living in an episode of the Simpsons yeah. or idiocracy? You ever seen that movie idiocracy? Oh, yeah. Same idea. Yeah, it's exactly right? that. Yeah. Like, same. Like just a bunch of dummies around. Yeah. Like, it's like they take all like. these yeah. things and they make a remix and just like mash it all they together. Do, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's It is crazy. It's this. I'm sure you feel the same way, but the last year was the year where I kind of really realized that you know, 90% of human beings are not thinking. No. Like they're not, they're, they're literally just, they're cattle. You can, oh, you can yeah. herd them anyway, you know, like just with a little bit of manipulation. And that scared the shit out of me last year, just realizing that I thought there was more smart people. My smartest friends were so, unaware, no, no understanding what's going on. Yeah. But, I, I, I'll tell you, uh, sorry. No, uh, uh, I had to go to the doctors recently and just sitting in the doctor's waiting room, and just looking around, like, I'm not one of those people that pulls out my phone. I'm not, I just, I always, like, leave yeah. my phone in my pocket. And I just, I like to look around and just kind of, you know, if there's somebody close by, I'll, like, strike up a conversation, something like that. Now, everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's or looking three. at a phone or watching the TV that's on the wall in the waiting room. Yeah. There's no magazines anymore. Nobody's talking to each other. People are, like, getting any facial expressions none. or, like, cues, you know? Dude, it's crazy. It, it's I, I was purpose. just sitting in there looking around going, I wow, I'm, like, the only one looking around at, at people, and, and everybody's just... It's it's unbelievable, and if anybody's walking close by to somebody, they're, they're you know, yeah. scurrying away, yeah. trying to get away, and it's just like... Yeah. Whoa! And I remember telling you when I got home, like, I'm I'm scared for humanity. Like, it's 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 evaporating. It's crazy. It's yeah. scary. It seems to me though that they they 
like, you know, after 9-11, it took about four years or so for things to get a little bit back to normal. And I have a feeling it's going to be kind of similar here. It's going to take about four years stuff to get, not back to normal, whatever going back to normal, but to somewhat people are taking out masks. And, and, and then in 20 years, they'll do another one. Probably. It seems to be yeah. every, every 15, 20 years, they'll do. What I'm hearing, what my guess is the next one is some space junk's going to fall out of the sky and crush some people, you know? And then yeah. they'll be like, oh, space junk falling everywhere. That seems to be the next big one that they want to push. Yeah, Just, I'm, I'm waiting for that. Bicycle helmets? Yeah, now it's going to be helmets for space junk. Because that's going to stop something falling at like a thousand miles per hour. Well, I mean, did you, do you really think, atmosphere. you know, hiding under a desk at school is going to exactly. protect you from a nuke? It's same logic. You know, same exactly. idea. It's, it's, to, it's, it's to train your mind to have this cognitive dissonance. So yes. that things mm-hmm. that don't make sense, you just accept them. If something's going to fall from the so sky true. and kill me as sucky as that would be, then that was my time. Exactly. And they're going to have everybody looking up at the sky now. That's the worst part. They're going to have everybody going like, oh my God, I hope I don't get hit with something. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a mo- there's a Leonardo DiCaprio movie that's coming out next year that's all about space junk. Really? Yeah. It's, oh, the, wow. the psyops are crazy. The psyops- you know what? That actually sounds like a lawsuit to me because who puts all that space junk out there? Our countries, mm-hmm. our governments. So if something did happen, I smell a class action lawsuit. I would hope so. <laughs> We, we'll get, we, we have to give me seven, seven, seven on it. I didn't yeah, put right. the space junk up there. That's <laughs> to say true. if space but, is but, even but, real, though. If it's even real, right? right? And then, you know, even like the idea with, that I'm noticing is that every psyop is about all the bullshit they do, and then they blame it on us. It's gaslighting. And then we walk around. Exactly. And, you know, I'm sure you did too when you were younger. You walk around thinking like, you know, I got to recycle. I got to, I, I don't want to be a bad person. I want, you know, and it's all, you just, it's, it's the same as religion. You're walking around thinking I'm a bad person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, they're the ones flying around their jets and they're, you know, at the giant factories that are polluting the sky. And they, we're the ones like it's our footprint that's causing the global warming. Like, because right. we put a can <laughs> in the trash because yeah. we use yeah. straws. Yeah. It's nonsense. It's, it's, and, and now, now it's better to be believing that breathing is wrong, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and you know what too? How do we get oxygen? Trees and plants. What do they need to grow to produce oxygen? Carbon dioxide. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Wow. That's, and I, that's I've been how asking how, Alex about that. Yeah, that's how ridiculous the whole global warming, carbon emissions, all that's how ridiculous yeah. that whole thing huh? is. No, that's all bullshit. And, and nobody even that. thinks of that, you know? It's like no. how do you not realize that that's just BS, you know? Because you used to, because you're used to doing these you know get under your desk things. Yeah, your mind is used to going. Oh, they know better. It, right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's it. There's one thing I believe is real, and that's the earth, the ground that we're walking on, the plants yeah. that we grow, the food that we eat. Not all the food that's out there to yeah, eat, but yeah, the food we eat. Um, yeah. And I look at it like everyone should try to be growing their own food if they can. Like we don't have yeah. a lot of land right now, but I'm using grow bags. You know, mm-hmm. just with the soil, just to plant some stuff yeah. to get it growing. And we, like, I think it's so important with the plants. Like, people should start so, trying to grow more plants and get that oxygen rich, you know. Yeah. And I also believe, like, talk to your plants and tell them that you love them. And no, That's really yeah. cool. I love that stuff. I never, I, I never used to believe any of that stuff. But the last, like, few years have really changed me, made me realize that, like, it's really spirituality, right? It's like once you start opening your heart to these things, you start realizing, oh, like, you know, it's one of the reasons I sometimes get frustrated with like vegans or something, not because of their life choices, but just because 
I don't, I don't know if you guys are vegan or not. I don't know, but um, but sometimes with, it's like, what anybody that understands anything knows that plants are just as, uh, as like we call it like sentient or whatever. Yes. It's prana. It's in everything. So it's in everything. It's yeah, in so everything. No, it's the life force and everything. Trees, cannot, rocks have life you force. Also literally, you literally can't live without destroying some other life. It's 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 the cycle of 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 living. You know. Yeah, it's the way this and world is set up. You. Yeah. So actually, mm-hmm. what I do it's um because I eat meat, and I eat plants. I drink Me coffee. Too. Coffee is a plant. Mm-hmm. Every morning, I make my coffee and I give thanks to the plants and animals who sacrifice themselves cool. so I can eat, so I can yes. drink, and I I, get, I share my gratitude. And it's just like because. At first, I was doing just the meat. I'm like, but plants are living. You can talk to them yeah. and see the difference when they yeah. grow. They have that life force. And when I was little, mm-hmm. I used to talk to like trees and rocks, and I felt the life force in rocks. And and people think, think it's just a, a rock. Kid, you do sense that. Yeah, you have these you have these ideas as a kid that they put. The, I never felt it like you, but you, you definitely you're open to these ideas. What if this rock? What if, you know, but they get, they get, they get like ironed out of you very quickly in yes. school. You start feeling stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Cause we you, talked about school and how they program you. And I remember yeah. when I was, I want to say it was first grade. I mentioned to a teacher, you know, like some of the stuff I saw and it was just like, mm, yeah, you're a little you, crazy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. That that's cute. But you really need to think about what you're saying. Yeah. And it's that kind of that kind of the way it's like you're wrong you're wrong also who is this teacher yeah and my thing is like who is this teacher like it's just like when you look back at some of the teachers it's like said some of the dumbest things to you it's like they were just some people in their 20s 30s you know like like they're just some dude yeah (laughs) exactly barely getting through his day (laughs) exactly and that teacher might have thought she was helping me yeah but what it did was it starts diminishing that light inside it does and, and, you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, and then as I kind of get back to my real self, it's like, no, I'm right. There is living energy in everything. And that's why, like, yeah, with plants, like these vegans, vegetarians, and I'm friends with people who are vegan and vegetarian. Um, I'm friends with people like that, and I just look at it like, like one of my spirit guides is a bird. And he often cool. comes to me as a hawk or an eagle. He, he can change. Hawks eat other animals. They eat, like, birds eat other birds and animals. Yeah. All the animals we love. They, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's like, and so when I think about it, I'm like, well, it happens in nature. It happens Sorry, with... Sorry, the sound, but this is no worries. listening, though. <laughs> it happens with animals. So I don't, I just, I have it inside, like, I feel drawn to meat. That's what I crave. Yeah, me That's too. That's what I want. And when I've tried to be vegetarian, it just didn't work. So I need that plant meat balance but the change i made where i started finally feeling better is when i give my gratitude and i tell my food that i love it and i say thank you and that's what works for me and i'm not saying everyone has to do that no that makes so much sense i just share it like i get the opportunity like this plant this these coffee beans you know or the these almonds or the stevia plant you know for my morning coffee they all sacrifice themselves whether they were willing to or not. And I think maybe in the big grand scheme of it, it knew before it became that, like, this is my purpose. But it did that, and I get the opportunity to take that in. 
Well, so I'm going to give love and gratitude to it, especially because you're putting it in your body. Don't you want love and gratitude and like a good feeling? It's got to be energy exchange. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's also how the natives did it, right? Like, like the most Aboriginal cultures tend to, you know, when they, when they would hunt or something, they would like pray over it and say, you know, thank, thank the universe and the animal for giving its life. And, and I think that's, I'm realizing as you're saying that that's kind that's probably like, like a form of enlightenment for all of us to realize that, you know, it's a cycle of life. Mm-hmm. Life eats life. Mm-hmm. It destroys life. It creates life. It's just, there's nothing you can do about it. When you, when you take a step outside, you probably kill a bunch of bacteria, insects, whatever, you know? But the point is you just got to be grateful and you, and, and, and know that life is being given to you so you can live. And then one day your turn, your turn will be up and you'll be gone. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think you're right. It, it, Cause you know, I grew up Muslim. I grew up, um, my family's very Pakistani, Pakistani Muslim. Uh, I don't, I'm not really practicing, but a lot of those ideas are still in my head. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of Christians and Catholics feel the same way mm-hmm. as they get older, you know, but um, there was always this idea that when you sacrifice, when you, you know, like when you, when you eat food or anything, any animal that gave its life for you, like meat, that you always say a prayer over it before you eat to, to acknowledge this life that was given for you to, you know, to bless it, all that, the energy is good. As a kid, I didn't understand any of that stuff because my mom couldn't articulate in a way that made sense to me, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but I realized that's what was going on is that these are like old truths, you know, just uh, appreciate what you're eating because like, you know, I love how vegans think, like I know what they're doing. They're very compassionate and so forth. But the idea is, you, you, like, you're not free of sins. You know what I mean? Right. Like if, that, if, yeah. that, if that's the idea, if the mm-hmm. idea is to be free of sin. My point is, nobody's free of sin, or whatever. What sin as a you know, just using it loosely. Yeah. Sure. But um, so yeah, no, I really relate to what you said. Actually, I've been trying to do that more. Before I eat something, and I just be like, "Thank you. I'm glad I have food. I'm glad I have family." <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I had trouble doing it every meal, and I was like, "I'm just gonna do it in the beginning of the day." <laughs> the fr- I drink my water, and I also I give gratitude for fresh, clean water. Um, and it's, it's just because like, I'll be taking showers and be like, oh my God, I have clean water. How great is that? How lucky am I? It's the little things. And that's ever since my boys were babies, I've been trying to teach them is like, just be thankful for what you have. You might not think it's enough compared to what other people have, but if you can get food and you have clean water and you have a roof over your head, you're golden. Yes. And you, especially if you have people who love you, that's a bonus. That's the most important thing, really. Mm-hmm. I, I've been doubling down on family lately. Just, you know, I, I fed my troubled family. Like we all do grow up. We have arguments. But as I get older, I'm just realizing, you know, friends come and go. Everybody comes and goes. It's your family that's always going to be there. Right. And and it's the same thing. It's like, you know, with all the bullshit going on in the world, what do you really have other than like your, your real connections with people, you know? Mm-hmm. And also your friends to some degree. Like I feel like I made a real i made like real connections in this community with you guys with, you know, and like, I feel like last year has gotten me like you guys and other podcasts and so forth have gotten me through this pandemic, whatever this is. You I think know? we've done yeah. it for each other. That's, that's what I mean. And, and that I've been realizing that's the feelings that come with that are way better than any car you buy, any, 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 any material, anything. It's like, Oh, I, these people get me, I get them, and we're helping each other in some way, you know. And that, and 
that community building or whatever it is. I don't think I valued that when I was younger, but now I really, especially since last year and everything that happened, it's just like, wow, there's some crazy people out there. I'm glad that the, that the good people are sticking together now. (laughs) Right. And and what's Mm -hmm. funny about that is like, there's some crazy people out there and that's what people are saying about us. Exactly. (laughs) You know, we're, we're someone's crazy people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it's like family is so important to us. Like I'm very close to my parents and I feel like, Alex and I have had this discussion. We both feel that over the years, it's like society is trying to break apart the family unit. Oh, yeah. yeah. It used to be like, you know, parents, their kids got older, and then the parents took care of, you know, like the kids took care of the parents and multi-generational homes and things like that. And now you have so many people, because of the rat race that life is, putting their parents in nursing homes because they can't afford to build another part of the house and have 24 hour nursing care, whatever it is that they need. And it's just, I feel like it's made that way to separate and the way that the kids are being taught in school to separate them from their parents. And it's like, no, we need to stick to our families and not every family gets along and not, you know, like there are issues, but when you have a good family unit, I was like, my parents, I will take care of them. They're not going in a home. I don't care if I have Same. to quit my job and, you know, take care of them 24 seven. Like yep. that's how it is. Yep. Yep. And it's just, it, it, it's interesting that there's such a contrast with that thought with family. Like no, my parents can go on a home. Like, yeah. Wow. No, I know it's bizarre. It's always, it was, it was like that growing up too. Like yeah, I grew up around a lot of Indian people, even though I'm Pakistani, but the community that I live in is a lot of Indian people in this, this little uh, suburb of Toronto called Brampton that I live in. And, you know, uh, immigrants are very family-based. So like, you know, my mom's always going to live with me. That's just, I'm the oldest. I'm going to take care of her. It's just how it is. But our friends weren't like that. And it was always like, when you're 18, you're out of the house, you know? And we used to always think that was like a white people thing. Like we used to be like, oh, white people just out of the house when you're 18. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like it was weird to us. But turns out it's not a white people thing. It's a it's a cultural, like it's a thing. What do you call it? It's a workforce thing. Like you go through school, that's what that's what it's gonna do. Like parents are worried that their kids aren't gonna get a job, so they're trying to get them out so that they, you know, get on their feet and so forth. Yeah. But it it it's breaking apart, you know, society in a way. Like people aren't, you know, I, I I'm super pro family, like but also like I have to acknowledge that I come from like a divorce, right? Like I got divorced. So my, my parents were always together. They were like perfect, you know? So I always thought I would have that too. Turns out that's not how life works. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so when we had this divorce, you know, people would think that life gets awful after that, but my life got amazing after that, you know, because we both got our own space. Our kids were still fine. They, lo- they know we love each other. Everything's cool. We, we just not, we're not romantic anymore. Yeah. So not right. a thing, you know? Yeah. And, but my point is, I've been realizing that even that is a psyop. They convince you that when you get divorced and you have a broken family, that 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 family unit is not like it's not a real thing. But me, my ex, her husband, you know, any other relationship I've had, I had one serious relationship since then. Um, it's always integrated so perfectly because we all only care about the kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they leave that part out of movies and books. Right. Right. Because it's not dramatic, Like you can't make what's a movie if the husband and wife aren't fighting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but the thing is, that's what I'm saying. If, if I feel like the family unit is bigger than just the, uh, you know, the um, traditional nuclear family, I think that's very important, like if, if that can exist. But they I think what they need to acknowledge is that we need communities 
you know, it's because I actually really believe that a bunch of adults should be uh, raising a child, meaning the parents, you two, and then like your brother, your sister, like they have such a huge impact on the child. It's not just you two, you know? Yeah. So if, if there is a stepdad or something like that, who's a great person, that kid just benefited. He's got two dads now. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. and people don't understand that. And I think that's on purpose. It's on purpose so that we further divide ourselves. We further get scared of things. You no, know, you know, and it's, it's crazy. Like the whole, I remember when we, when we first, I'll tell you one last thing, when we got divorced, I remember it was so like peaceful and calm. We just did it. We just signed papers. We didn't go through the lawyers, nothing. We didn't want any of that drama. Mm -hmm. Right. And people, her friends and, you know, her friends would be like, why aren't you taking him for everything he's got? Like, why, why aren't you going to the lawyers? Like, why are you guys so okay with it? Like they were, they were disturbed by the fact that we were okay. And I remember thinking, oh, that's society. It's just trained everybody to think that you have to hate everybody. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what it feels like. It's just, there's so much breaking up. It breaks it break up. It's um, it's like an abusive relationship. Yes. When you're in abusive re- in an abusive relationship, what do they do? They try to separate you from everybody. They lie to your family about you to separate you from your family. They lie to your friends about you to separate you from your friends. They'll start. They'll try to dig their way into your coworkers and lie about you to separate. They want you're giving you, me goosebumps right now. They want you on because an this island. Is happening. Yes, that's what it is. Though it's an abusive relationship, and I have been through it. Yeah, and and I think that's why I can relate. I know it's like they get in every crevice of your life. Yes, to separate you and put you on an island and say, "I'm all you have." Yeah, without you realizing we it. Elimination phase, right? Where we feel like. Like as teenagers, not even even in your twenties, really almost feel like society gets you more than your family. Yeah. Until you snap out of it, you know. Yep. It's true. It's so yeah. Society gets you more, and one of the things like I was into punk rock, and we had our scene, our community, and this camaraderie. But when you really looked in, it was all bullshit because you bullshit. still had the same clicks zoomed out oh yeah everyone they're at a show and everyone's singing along fists up in the air really zoom in that person's talking shit about this person you know it's like oh that one you know thinks they're more punk rock because they're mohawks higher than that person (laughs) the bullshit and you realize it's like okay like i thought i'd fit in here because island of misfit toys i don't fit in anywhere else and yeah i did make some real friends but very few. And yeah, yeah. And, and then it's like, it's all the same. It's just, it's society makes these little groups, these little cliques, and they base it off stuff like music and movies and yeah. books to get a common interest to make it look like we get you. And let's slap a they label make on it you. feel like these secondary families might be better than your real family. Because... Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. Somebody posted on Twitter earlier today, like, what was the, what was the psyop of Friends? You know, and they were saying, what if Friends was a psyop? Because some degree, for it to be that popular, it definitely got pushed a little harder than another show would. Sure. Once it started doing well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, and I was like, oh, that's so simple. The psyop of that was that your friends are more important than your family. It happened in the '90s. We all started thinking hanging out at coffee shops with your homies and stuff was like. Yeah, the boomers, like, you know, they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. This is funner like, than family dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And in 
that's what it is. It just because you know what it is. It's like if we all believe we're we're like you said we're these islands onto our own and nobody gets us and you know only this artist gets us or this band gets us whatever, then they can mind control us, right? Because we can't corroborate ideas with each other. We can't say. No, nah, me and my family are not going to get vaccinated because we're all on the same page. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we're all. Meanwhile, everybody's on a different page. Everybody's like fighting each other in most homes. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm lucky. My family pretty much gets it's all nonsense. You know, but um, but I've seen other families like you know, even some of the everything fake people. And even though even they, some of them are struggling with their families because of and not anything bad. It's just that's what the psyop has done. It's created this division in people. And you know, like, I don't want to get the vaccine. No, our kids should get the vaccine. You know, like that. Imagine being in that situation. I can't even. You know. I couldn't even. And we're very it. fortunate that like Alex and I are on the same page. Yeah. And with everything, thankfully, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, it's like we're yeah. always like if one person's not so sure, we just talk about it. I'm big on pros and cons lists. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Hmm. Well, but yeah, no, we're actually, we're on the same page with that, with everything. So we you don't have, have one, that. That's one of the reasons I love the podcast is because you guys have like really great energy. I, I, I'm sure you feel the same way, but like most couples aren't the most fun. You, know what I mean? you almost <laughs> feel like you're the third wheel or something, but you guys don't have that at all. It's one of the things I love. Like, I don't, you don't feel like you're in a podcast with a couple. You feel like you're in a podcast with two friends, you know? Oh, thank and, you. Thanks. She's my best friend. A, yes. Yeah. Like, in, like I don't see any competition. I just see like two people that are just on the same page and they, you know, they're both curious. And that's, that's so cool to see because you never see that in podcasts. You never see like, I mean, anytime you see a relationship or a marriage, they're always bickering and, you know, and you guys don't, I mean, if you do, it's joking where everybody has yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, but it's, it's just, it's just good energy coming off it. And, and, and I love that. Like, I'm all about good yeah. energy right now. Thank you. Thank I, you. I don't want to be near demons. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you checked out that episode I sent you? Oh my God. Okay, so for for everyone listening, for our watchers and our hearers, I sent him, um, he was talking about demons, you were talking about demons, and my friend Karen Rontowski has a podcast, Paranormal Karen, which I love, I've been listening to it for years, I adore her, she's been on our show, we've been on hers, and she had a guest, Diet, who is a medium. And she channeled a demon. And it is an amazing episode. Go find Paranormal Karen. Listen to this episode. Let me know what you thought about it. Go. Fascinating. I I was just, I was even live tweeting it. I was, um, you know, I feel like it, because I don't know how much of it is real, but it felt like the most rational take I've heard on demons. But it came from a demon. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, w- I was the same way as you. Yeah. Yeah. And but I was with it, and I was really excited. And I couldn't wait for her to have him, you know, the demon on again. <laughs> and then I then I listened to the next episode. There was an episode that where she addresses the whole demon thing. Yeah. yeah. Did you listen to that? Yes. Yeah. And all I listened to all of her episodes. Oh my god! And I was because you know it ends so well. She's like, oh, I can't wait to have you on again. Oh, I have so many questions now. I'm so excited. Then you listen a couple episodes later, and she's like, Well, my life went to hell after that. She she gets like attacked for like the stupidest stuff. Like yeah. she uh, she talked oh, to somebody. Online? Yeah, like she talked to somebody in the Q Anon circle trying to explain, and it wasn't because that's what she believes. She just yeah. wanted to give a perspective based off what, yeah, based off of what people are going on. And, you know, people gave her shit about that. I, she posted something. Um, I think this was after I got off Instagram, but I saw it on Twitter. Like she posted something about, it shouldn't matter what side you're on, liberal, conservative, whatever, just be good to each other. And she got attacked for that. She got attacked for that. 
and it's insane. It, it's just like, here's somebody trying to say, hey, here's a different perspective, just different thoughts. Well, this just, is what people, some people are thinking. Here you go. It's crazy. Browsing her Twitter feed, I just, my first impression was this is a very rational and self-aware person and, and funny, like very she's funny. She's a comedian. She, funny. she yeah, was she's on Letterman. She, she was on Letterman. Yeah, David was Letterman. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. She, funny. She's, she's very funny. You can tell she that is. she even like sharpened, like it was a like sharp wit. It wasn't just like yeah. Twitter yeah. wit. You know? yeah. No, right, she, right. she's so funny. And she's probably, and I know I say this about a lot of my friends, but she has such a good genuine heart. Yeah. She's so kind and so sweet and just Which one is of why best I enjoyed people. the episode so much because it, it was like, okay, here, here's two people that don't seem to be bullshitting you and they're just having a conversation. And then- then a couple episodes later, she, you know, her talking about how much like, you know, demonic energy seemed to be around her after that episode. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, I don't, don't want to hear anything else. I'm good. <laughs> I never want to hear another demon interview in my life. But yeah, and part of it is, I, you know, it would make sense if there's different levels of yeah. that because you have the higher ones. Yeah. And yeah, then you kind of go lower level. And that's, I think, the shit that really drags... Like, what was your impression of it all? I thought it was interesting because the demon had actually said a couple of things that I told somebody in a tarot reading like weeks before. And I was like, ooh, that's really interesting because I like one of the things was essentially like these alien type people, these not quite human people, they're going to look human. But there, you're going to be able to tell the difference. Mm. And I got that in a tower reading for somebody. And I was like, right. I've heard similar things. Yeah. But it was just so weird. I was like, that's basically what I just told somebody like, wow. There's nothing he said. And you know, the demon said in that interview, that's, that didn't sound intuitively right. Like it's not a rational intuitive. And, kind of what I thought I'd for a while I've been thinking are these things really evil or are these like projections of like you know like our cat what you know people's catholic guilt or yeah. islamic guilt you know there's there's so much unchecked shadow work that might be you know projected on these things and then they might just play up on it right like yeah. oh you hate me well here we go you know but and that's kind of what he was saying was that they're just really just testing you and and you don't think you're god so they're not going to respect you even though they're there to serve you. And that makes so much sense to me. And they want to learn from the you. the next episode, and she realized that she'd been a little conned by, you know, wanting to, like he said, he would come on again. Yeah. And she, and it's just like, man, why can't they play fair? Because I like that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you were kind of cool. <laughs> no, I don't know. We're building bridges here between humanity and demons. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that the point? Like, maybe, you know, are you getting too comfortable? Because you're not supposed to. Yeah, because even he says they still want to respect you as a boss, you know, like, like as, 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 as they're kind of like, because they serve us essentially is what he was saying. And if we're just being nonchalant about it, maybe they don't, maybe they're like, oh, this guy's not ready, you know, <laughs> to command me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And, and we actually, we had a conversation when we spoke to Conrad about, you know, death and life and journeys. Like, I believe that our lives that we're in, it was planned out. We just don't remember it. So Yeah, that sounds like right to me too. Because it's like it's about 
evolution, like our souls need to evolve. We all have issues. We all have things we need to work on. So we get put in these lives and we get tested. We're going to say like, okay, this is what I need to work on. So I'm going to give my life where I'm abused and I'm raped and this and this and this happen. Let me see if I can get through it being a better person. Yeah. And on the other side, you also have to make a deal like, I need people to do this to me. And somebody has to step up and say like, okay, well, Mm. I'll rape you. And somebody's going to say, I'll do the sexual abuse. And somebody else says like, you know, I'll be the abusive boyfriend. And they might be working through their shit. And and yeah, because they all have to go through this stuff because it's like trials. Like, and I think we have, like, we take turns doing it and having it done to us. And it's part of the healing. You know, like I have, I have to do it, you know, I have to do this and then I have to have it done to me, but it carries a toll on the energy. And part of it is working on letting it go and releasing it once you leave that life. And that's the the one thing with the demons where I'm just like, hmm, because if they are another type of spiritual energy to push us and test us, okay, you know, it could all just be like everything is just that, hey, this is the life that I chose. These are the challenges that I have, you know, ahead of me. How do I do? Yeah. You know, can I get through it with grace? Can I still be kind and loving and understanding? That sounds the closest to what I think I intuitively feel too. I'm The only thing I'm not 100% sure of, and I'm not against it, it's just something that I don't, like I haven't experienced it, I don't resonate, is I don't know, I don't don't know about like past lives and so forth. I don't even know if you touched on that, but. That's just the one thing I'm not sure, but I'm open to it, but I've never experienced it. And I don't know how much I, I trust my own, like, it's so easy to make up things in your mind, right? Yeah. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how to differentiate between it, but because, and I also kind of like the idea that maybe we're just here once, you know, maybe it is just, this is your life. It's one time. And, and I always look at it like, maybe I came here not to learn definitely to learn lessons and to like, you know, level up the soul and stuff, but also to like, to love, like, you know, like my family, these things that I've experienced in heaven, do I really care? (laughs) I love everybody. I'm good. I don't know if I feel the contrast of like losing somebody or like, you know, having my dad, having had my father in my life until I was like 32 and, you know, the greatest man I've ever known, like was really close. And then he's not here anymore. And, now that means so much more than it ever did because I took him for granted completely. He's my dad. You know I mean? Sure. Yeah. But, but now I think about it all the time. And now with my son, I find his, you know, habits creeping into me, like my dad's habits and stuff. And I wonder if those experiences, because they're so they're so unique to, to, to living, right? If that's why we're here, because there's no way we could experience that just being one pure state or, or you know, if, if we were just once this, you know, nebulous God that, you know, couldn't feel anything and then created the world, people to... Because I always think God created the world, or whatever created the world, created it for contrast. You know, so that you could feel beauty and you could feel these. Because what do they mean without contrast? That's right. That's very true. Yes. Yeah, you, you know can't I mean? have good like, without evil. You, yeah. You know how exactly. Are you gonna know? And how do you yeah. love your children if you're not scared for them? Right. Yeah. Like, that's true. You love them more when you know that they're precious. You know, you're only around for a certain time, and and same with your parents. And I think those are. The, I think I really think those are the lessons that most people leave this planet without. Because yeah. have you have you ever read that thing when there's that there's that list of uh, the five things that people say the most on their deathbed? No, no. Is there was this little meme went out a few years ago, and it was like the top five things, and it's mind blowing when you see it. It's like, um, I wish I hadn't worked as much, 
and I, I, I had it a few years ago, I can't remember, but it was like nowhere on that list. This, this is the one that thing that took out to me the most out of the five things that people regretted the most was like love, you know, just not working as much, spending more time with you, certain things like that. The thing that wasn't on it was friends. Nobody said, I wish I spent more time with friends. And it wow. blew my mind. Huh. <laughs> Nobody said it. Everybody's like, more family, more love. Wish I helped more people. Like those things made me feel best in my life, but I didn't do enough of them. And they were, they were really regretful. But nobody regretted not hanging out with their friends. You know? Wow. Maybe that leads what you huh. were thinking. Friendship, right. the ultimate maybe, Zaya. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe friends is just a certain part of your life. Yeah. It's your wolf pack when you're in high school or whatever. Yeah. You need that, you know? Yeah. Sure. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure lots of people have friends until they're older and you know they get lucky. But I don't think it's a requirement to the point that they make it seem in, uh, in movies and stuff. Like, I think your family, like your family should be way higher in movies than it is. Oh yeah, like the the, the, sure. like the the hierarchy of priorities in movies and TV is completely different. Your friends are so much higher than your mm-hmm. your family, which is bizarre to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it's true. And I I think that sometimes we have friends in our lives because they come in and they drop out, but they serve yes. a purpose. They're there yep. for that time for the purpose, and then they're gone. Yeah, and that's okay. It's also yeah. I'm sure you notice that when you spiritually level up or when you start. You know, when you even with like starting to realize everything's fake, so now you're becoming more calm, you're becoming more grounded. People just fall off, yeah. like yeah. they can't keep up. They 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 get disturbed by the fact that you're so calm or so zen about things, you know. And so I think as you level up as a person, there's just like you said, certain friends are only there for a certain time. And I'm sure you're teaching them a lesson too. And that and that like you're mutually benefiting from something, and then it's over, you know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think the reaction is you should be as upset about this as I am, and it's like. No. no, no, I shouldn't. No. Neither should I've you. never been. Also, I think I, I'm, I'm sure you guys relate to this, but if you have a decent inner life, like thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. imagination, y- your friends are just bonus. Yeah. Like, yeah. As a kid, I always kind of liked being alone and I had lots of friends, but I liked being in my room. I liked reading books. I like, and I, I always knew that I liked my brain. But a lot of people didn't like their brains, so they wanted to hang out with other people. <laughs> I totally relate to that. Oh, yeah, I man. knew you would. I knew you would. That, because yes, that was just, me growing you know, up too. Oh yeah. It's why we're. It's why we're. It's why we're kind of thriving in this lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys got this podcast. You're questioning things, and you're making community. It's because, you know, this is like a comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. I think we've been set like we've set up our lives without knowing it, ready for this because. You know, like we started homeschooling our kids, like all these things were coming to us and not quite clicking, I guess, in a sense, like yes, all the pieces, totally not seeing the puzzle for what it is, like from far back, but it was it's like, like you're we, being guided, but you don't know. Like, yeah, because right. it's like, you know, we started our podcast, which was just so, you know, we wanted to do something fun with each other and just say, hey, this is our time for us. It's like our date night, you know, yeah. we get to do something fun. That's cool. And you know, with the homeschooling, the kids and just like the conversations we've had and the things that we've thought about and all the conspiracy theories we've discussed and different things like that. It's almost, and we like when we stopped with professional wrestling, when I got pregnant with our second son, you know, we, we stopped and I think Alex did a couple things here and there, but it was like, that was a huge part of friends that kind of got pulled away. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden it's like just you it's your family that's it you don't really see people once in a while you know you try to go out you I try to exactly see people but everyone's busy 
And it's yeah. tough in getting a sitter. That gets tough and expensive. And so it's just you and your family. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned before the, the the family unit, the dynamic where a lot of people weren't ready when COVID hit and then being home all the time with the, with the, like, the whole family together. That's how we've been for years. Yeah, nothing's really changed for us. So it's like nothing's front, changed. So. Like we don't leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys are like you you're guided or something. I really believe that because you know, in my family when COVID hit, it's the same thing. Like without realizing it, the last couple of years we've been somehow maneuvering us in like, I was definitely becoming more reclusive by choice. Just realizing that the world was getting a little crazy and like I wasn't agreeing with friends as much as I used to and you know, just realizing I kind of, and also I'd been in a couple of relationships recently that have really like, like run through me. And it made me realize that people aren't even the same anymore. Like they're a little bit more like irresponsible with, cause it was a younger person too, like maybe like six, seven years younger. And I know there was already like a, like a generational gap, you know? And I kind of realized that, that I like being alone. I don't have any problem. I don't really like even relationships to a certain point are a psyop. Like you, you, you want one because you see it in TV and you see right. music videos and movies, but do you mm. really need it? <laughs> you know, and, and I have my kids, so I'm really happy. And um, I started, you know, basically cutting down any work that required me to leave the house, meaning, you know, uh, like corporate work or anything like that. And really focusing on things that I could do from, uh, you know, from my bedroom, from the computer in the last, last couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when this COVID thing happened, lockdowns happened, I remember thinking, I'm not scared at all. Because yeah. my life set up perfectly for this. Yeah. Yeah. I was just worried about everybody else. I remember just thinking, there's people are not prepared for this mentally. Like, I know how people are mentally. I'm not a very strong, like, I'm not the strongest person ever. But I've noticed that mentally, I'm way stronger than most people throughout my life, just through experiences. Mm-hmm. People can't handle little arguments, never mind, you know, like they lose their top over an argument, you know. Right. And now that they're stuck at home with COVID, they don't know what to do. And, they, they don't, and the, you know, the livelihoods are disappearing. It's going to be a lot of mental illness coming up. You know, and that's what I was scared about. Children being abused, things like that. But sure. like you guys, somehow the universe, God, whatever. And I was telling you earlier about my um, my uh, my daughter left university. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Something just said, no, it's time to go. Like, this is not the place. And imagine being in university right now. Like, I always say, I don't know how right I'm about this, but I don't think business people and employers are stupid. They're not going to hire people that come out of university during Corona because these people have not learned anything. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like if I'm employed, I'm going to have a list in front of me that says, just don't hire anybody from 2019 and 20. That would, you know? yeah. 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 Like, yeah, it's true. It's like, what did they learn? Nothing. And so my point, my, my point was even universities suddenly devalued themselves with it during Corona and, and, and didn't handle it well at all. Like the students were confused. You couldn't get money back. You couldn't fit like everything. It was a shit show. You know? Yeah. And somehow my daughter avoided all that by just a month. It's amazing. And, and she's intuitive like that. Like she's like you, like she's very empath, you know? Like, yes, but it, it, that's the thing. People need to follow their gut. They need to yes. go with their intuition because what happens so often that I see is they start to overanalyze. And once you start it. overanalyzing, go with that initial gut feeling because it only lasts a moment. But that Nailed is what it. you have to go with. And if you don't, that's where you you know, kind of wind yourself up in these predicaments because you're not going with your gut. And like your daughter just, nope, this is what I need to do and wasn't afraid. Because I think that's the other part is sometimes people are afraid and she wasn't yeah. afraid because think about it. How tough of a decision is that 
you're in college and you're going to make the decision to say, no, I'm going to stop right now. Yeah. Think about the way society puts a label on you. Exactly. The way families can put a label on Mm -hmm. you. Friends can put a label on you. And it's so negative because think about movies and how they take that person who's, I'm going to take some time off to discover myself or take care of myself. Yeah, it's like they're aloof or something. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, they, they're listening to what they need inside. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, who think, knows? Like something better I may come up. A lot of a lot of kids are, and she always asks me, why aren't other kids like that? I'm always, I think a lot of kids are raised in a way where their parents gaslight them. Like their instincts, their gut instincts. No, no, you're not wrong. Don't think about that. No, 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 don't worry about that. Just whatever they said. And then you get these normies, you know? Mm-hmm. But my daughter, I was always like, what do you think? You know? And I remember when she came to me one day and said, you know, Santa real? <laughs> like during Christmas and she's like four or something. She's like, it's Santa real. And I can see it in her eyes. She's already figured it out. What am I yeah. going to say? No. Right. Like I'd be gaslighting her. She's smarter than that. You know? Mm-hmm. So I said, what do you think? Yeah. And she said, no. And I just winked and we never talked about it. And then yeah. she was fine. I, I did say, oh, but we don't tell other people about that. <laughs> we had the same conversation with our kids and our oldest was so relieved. He's like, yeah. okay, finally, because it's like, I can stop playing the charade of like, okay, we're pretending. Yeah. Like he's doing it as a favor to us. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, yeah. We had the yeah. same thing. It's like, it's not your place to say yeah. that to other people. Yeah. But so. most parents will say like, no, no, it's real or whatever. Like not for another few years. Mm-hmm. And then the kid finds out, or you know, like, it's just, there's so much gaslighting of instincts. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's done to be like not, no, on, no, purpose, not on purpose, but it's no. just like when you think about what they've gone through and, you yeah, know, they've like, been yeah, right. absolutely. So it's kind of sad. It's, it's just like, like that whole idea of Santa and that kind of thing. It's not coming from a bad place. Parents aren't trying to do something bad. They think they're doing something good, but yeah. I mean, really it's fun too for the kids. But the thing is, once the kids start to figure it out, if you, if you, you know, if you back them up and let them figure it out, now what you've done is you've created a detective. Yes. Like that kid figured it out, you know, yeah. and, and, and it was, yeah. it was a cool game. Like it was, it was right. rewarding. Yeah. And, right. and I think that's why she's that, like, you know, even, even with COVID and everything, she's so yeah, like the first day she went on the, uh, on the, on the, on the, uh, what is it? The health site, the Canyon health site. And she looked up the, the diabetes stuff. And they were so unconcerned with diabetes patients and how it worked that she immediately figured out it's bullshit because they, like they're way more worried about this Corona thing than diabetes, which is way more affected in a way because insulin and all that. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. And she figured it out and she hasn't worried about it one day. And how many people have diabetes compared to how many people are sick with exactly. COVID? COVID, right? And where'd the <laughs> flu go? She figured all that out. Too. Yeah, she was right. like, you know, what happened to the flu? And, and, but it, it, it's, it's because you, she's, she's not, she wasn't trained to trust authority. You know, we just didn't do that. It's yeah. just think for yourself. Always think for yourself, you know? Yeah, we teach our kids. sons the same way. And yeah. I think that's that's a huge problem with society. People yeah. people just are not encouraged to think. We tell our kids, ask questions. Like, question everything. If something doesn't make sense, ask about it. And yeah. like, you know, you said before, like, we try to teach our kids to be respectful. Like, don't be a jerk about it. Yes, same. <laughs> you know, just, but spark that conversation because our six-year-old is so inquisitive and he just wants to know and why and it's like okay and if i don't know it's like okay well let's see if we can find out let's figure it out together Mm -hmm. because okay well if he 
thought of something and I don't know, well, it's not really fair to say you go find out. Like, let's let's find out together. Let's and it's fun. Together. And cool. Yeah, yeah. The same way. Yeah. And also no harm in saying I don't know. Oh, I, I say I say I don't know all the time. Or yeah. Like, yeah. And then and and exactly like like Monique said, if if we don't know, hey, let's look it up. Let's let's figure it out together. Yeah. Let's let's see. Let's just, get the just, answer. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm you, sure you've seen it in your kid's face. There's nothing your kid likes more than when your dad says, "I don't know," because what's happening is they realize it on some subconscious level that they're not being lied to. Yeah. And yeah. Th- they know that. And I'm telling you, my kid's 20 now, a 19. I haven't had any major problems with her. Like when it comes to, you know, like high school drama. Um, we've had it. We've had problems just, you know, being she's a teenager. She's got diabetes. Uh, um, you know, fa- our family has mental. Like there's little things like that that we've had issues with. But those are just like normal things that any family might have to deal with, right? Right. But but there's been no like no rebellion or anything like that. And the reason for that is because when she was a kid, I remember saying to her, I said, you know, the problem with you is your parents are pretty young. And when you're older and you're going to want to dye your hair green to be rebellious, we're just going to laugh and say, okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what happened. So she has no reason to rebel because she knows whatever choices she makes, we support within reason. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she knows that. And she knows that at the end of the day, both my son, he, he said it the other day, he goes, nothing is worse. He was like, he says, dad never yells at us. Dad never gets upset at us, but nothing is worse than when dad says I'm disappointed. (laughs) <laughs> the, the worst it's worse than any any yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're carried around for days thinking about dad's disappointed yeah. my son still gets emotional when he thinks about like five years ago when i said i was disappointed isn't it worse when it's like i'm not mad i'm just so disappointed it's like that's, that's so, exactly no yell at me yell at me don't be disappointed it's, uh, yeah but what we're yeah. doing is we're, we're allowing them to self-police right yeah. They were saying, like, you're responsible for yourself. Like, I can't make you the way I want. You have to be the way you want, you know? Yeah. And it worked. Like, he, my son was had a little bit of trouble here and there as a kid. Nothing crazy. But uh, it worked. Like, just, just being like, oh, this feels way worse than, like, getting what I want. Disappointing my dad is way worse, you know? Yeah. And so they're just good kids. Like, they even they help other people. They, they stand up against bullies, you know? And, and and I'm sure your kids will be the same way. And it's because you're allowing them to think, you know? I was like that as a kid. I was, mm-hmm. and it was like, I, I stood up. Like once I finally started, like as a kid standing up for myself, because I used to get bullied. Yeah. And like one day I just had it in high school and I snapped. And then like, you know, I started like working out and going to punk rock and getting in the pit. And, you know, I can take a punch and I got pretty tough. And then I would just like stand up to people and I'd stand up for others because I was like, fuck no, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Like you're not better than anybody. That's all it is. And yeah. it's just mental. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't care. It's like, what are you going to do? Beat the shit out of me? So I'm going to yeah, get back yeah, up. If you're not scared of that, they can't do nothing. Yeah. Uh, my, my daughter's the same way. She'll like step in the middle of arguments and like defend people. And her mother, who's a Kiwi, and half Maori, you know Maori is? I've she's, heard of it. Is, it's the New Zealand Aboriginals. Yes, thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah, so she's half Maori and half uh, white. And so my daughter is like three quarters of each thing. But um, uh, m- m- my ex is like, same thing. Like she's known for when she was younger, she'd be like, you know, driving down the street and see some like, you know, guy bullying some kid. She'd pull the car over and go, this guy's twice her size and she's yelling at him, you know? And so I'm so glad my, my daughter got that too. <laughs> oh God, I'm the same way. I was, I remember I was like, I think I was 20, 21. Um, and I was at a bank and I have like my plaid skirt and my fishnets and, you know, tank top and everything, my tattoos. 
and we're at the bank and this guy is yelling at the teller and the girl's like just the tears coming up and I just went off on him I was in a bank full of people I didn't give a shit it was like we were the only two people in the room I let loose on the guy and everyone was in shock but I was like what like why didn't anyone else say like hey you're an asshole it's always like that you know, like it's so many, it just takes one person to stand up and do something because they all started clapping after, but it's yep. like, it takes one person to stand up and do something. And that's how I was like, even back in high school, like once I got the feeling like I can stand up for myself, yeah. Yeah. well, I'm going to stand up for others when, you know, it's like two people, like even my friends, like one class gone to a fight. I was the only one, like nobody's going to do anything. The only reason I broke it up though was because my teacher who I loved was crying <laughs> and she's like, please stop. And I was like, how rude, you know, I was like, yeah. how dare you upset her? Cause she was actually like a really good teacher who cared. And yeah, then I was like, fuck this. And I just ripped him apart. But I just like, you gotta step up and have that inside of you. And so when I hear like other people doing that, it's like, yeah, I'm the same way. Right. I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. Cause I hate bullies. You know, I went through it too a little bit in high school. Not 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 too much, but I had a couple moments where like a couple years with somebody, you know, bully me or something. But those are like character building moments, you know, when you stand sure. up to that person and then you realize, oh, these guys are so scared. They're not even, they're not even really like, they, oh, they're yeah. just used to not having any resistance, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had the same thing happen to me when I was a freshman in high school. I got uh, bullied because I've always been, well, I, I'm, I'm short. I'm five, six. I'm not a big, yeah, I'm tall not guy. Saying, yeah. And uh, in school, I was always the smallest, and I was getting bullied around in a, in, in a, a, during a basketball game during phys ed class. And the kid just kept pushing me down, pushing me down, like hitting me, you know, fouling me, just being just being a dick, being a bully. Yeah, boy shit, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it was going on for a couple of weeks, and then this just this one day, I just had it, and, and I lost it on the guy, and I just, I beat the shit out of him. And, and I, like, the way our gym was set up... Uh, You'd go out, you know, through, uh, you'd, you'd leave the gymnasium, you'd go up a set of stairs to get to the locker room. We fought up the stairs and I shoved him down the stairs. Yeah. And after that, he went and grabbed a wiffle ball bat to come and get at me. And everybody was just <laughs> laughing at him. And I just said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? And after that, never got bullied. Went through high school, completely fine. Exactly was friends good. with everybody. Everybody respected me. I didn't mess with anybody. Nobody messed with me. That's it. Yeah, you just you just got to stand up for yourself and just tell the bully, go you fuck yourself. It. That's, you know, fuck you. What yeah, are you going to do? Is, is that the way you did the Macho Man son. elbow drop? Yes, I, I did Macho Man elbow drop him from the... That's dope. I did, I did do that. <laughs> but, but yeah. My son, when he went to school, because, you know, you're, always, you're worried about bullies, like anybody is. Like, you sure. Know? And I remember getting in their head that, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't fight with people. We're not, like, you know, be a good kid, have manners. Right. But if anybody ever threatens you, punch that motherfucker in the face absolutely <laughs> I remember saying mm-hmm. that. i'm like anything happens like if he's coming at you like just know your dad's gonna have your back because yeah. i know how bullying is if you don't punch this guy back or whatever and it never happened never got to that but thank god like my son's not afraid you know and and that's what it is you're just afraid and that's how they get you but if you just like if they come at you and you just talk back this, they're not gonna do anything mm-hmm. no of yeah. course not yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like when I was in high school, the the tr- thing that made me snap was this one kid, like these football players, um, my boyfriend at the time and I and a group of friends were skateboarding on like a Saturday night and they showed up and we got into a fight and they kicked, I was trying to like break it up like guys, you know, cause I always, I always want peace. 
I always yeah. just want to like, hey, stop. But the moment like, you know, violence, like it's it, like I get hurt. Somebody intentionally is trying to hurt me. It's it's done. But as a skate, like this was, I was still tough, but I was just like, I needed that moment. And the kid kicked a skateboard on my ankle and it got me right on the bone and it hurt so bad. And my ankle got all swollen. And then the Monday in school, he came up like shit talking us. And I'm just like, we didn't say anything. Why are you like saying this stuff? What's your problem? And he's like trying to be all tough, just mouthing mm. off. So then like I'm going to class and I walk by him and I just snapped and I grabbed him and I picked him up off his feet and slammed him against the locker. Oh my God, are we twins? <laughs> Did I'll you do that too? In a <laughs> oh my God. But I just, I lost it. And I'm like, I don't know what your problem is, but I don't want to talk to you. And I have him like up and he's just like, huh, huh, huh. like he didn't know what to do. And he kept trying to like push me and he'd get down and I grab him and pick him back up. And so finally, like he pushed me back and he ran into a classroom. And this one girl at like, class is like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm not going out there. I'm like, come out here. I want to talk to you. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm like, why not? I just want to talk. And the girl's like, because I don't want to say names, but no, the girl's like, oh my God, just go out there and talk to her. What is she going to do to you? He's like, mm-mm. I go, yeah, what am I going to do to you? <laughs> you know, like, I just want to talk. And then like after that, like guys, like I'd be walking by fucking dyke and I'd be like, what did you say? You heard me. I'm like, no, why don't you come closer and tell me? Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, it's just like, and I go around calling people cunts. It's like, you think I'm offended by that? I don't care. Yeah. It's a, tell, tell me your locker story. Yes, please. Oh, uh, it's, it, I, I laughed when you said that because I'm, I wasn't the biggest scrapper in high school or anything. My friends were, all of them, they get in fights at like clubs and parking lots. And I just would avoid just going out with them because I knew every weekend was a fight. <laughs> and but I, I was kind of like more a creative artist kid who just happened to have all these like street friends, you know? <laughs> and, and, um, but I remember we were in a, in geography class, I think it was, and uh, I'm sitting with all my homies and we're like, you know, I think we're watching some movie or something. And this, this, this nerdy dude that we all just kind of knew as this nerd guy who just like, would just make a lot of jokes, kind of jestery, but, but, you know, nobody took him too seriously. And he's sitting in this, uh, table next to us i guess we're having group projects or something and his table is all girls and for some reason he's gotten in his head that he's going to start making fun of me and he starts making fun of me because i'm kind of i'm kind of like quiet and stuff you know and he starts like they're saying something and all the girls are giggling and i'm a teenager like now i would not even i'd just walk out or whatever right sure. but as a teenager i'm just like oh my god all the girls are laughing i'm going red i'm just like you know like that's all you're thinking about. Like, what do the girls think of you? you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and they're all laughing, but I don't even know if it was innocent. Now thinking back, it didn't even seem like they were really laughing at me. It's like he was just getting them to laugh, but it, it involved me. Yeah. And and it keeps happening. And I'm just like sitting there and I can't do anything in class. And then, but I'm boiling. And then when the class is over, I just walk out and he's by his locker and I turn him around. He looks at me and I pick him up and slam him against the locker, <laughs> just like you did. <laughs> Yes. And I just, I don't do yeah. stuff like that, you know, like, and I have him up against the wall and there's a demon loose now. Like, like I know I, one thing I remember is like, I'm not in control. Like I've let go. I know there's something that I like it's DNA. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe my dad was an athlete. I don't know what it is, but there's something that's taking over it. And I have him up against the thing and I'm talking words are coming out of my mouth and I'm saying stuff like, 
don't even fuck with me again. You know, like, I'm, and I'm listening to hip hop at the time too. So I'm like pure hip hop kid, you know, like, and I'm just like, don't you ever fuck with me again. You don't know who I know. What the fuck are you saying? And he's like, bro, bro, I wasn't saying anything. I was just, and he, just he totally started backpedaling. Right. And, and I, and I'm just going on. And as I'm holding him, I'm starting to feel bad for him because he's scared. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I remember my buddy was behind me. Was, I don't know how he figured it out, but he just somehow showed up. I don't know anybody was around. I thought it was just me and this guy. A buddy standing behind me. So every time I'm like, bro, you don't know me. I know people. Because I did know people. My dad used to have a pizza store and he had a bunch of young guys who used to deliver pizza for him. And they were all like a couple of years older than me, but they would fight for me if, if I needed them to. Sure. They, they just loved me. And so and people knew that the neighboring high schools uh, uh, eyes knows a bunch of people. That kind of kept me safe, you know? <laughs> so I remember saying, I know people, bro, you don't know. And the guy behind me goes, he knows people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, I, you, don't mess with me. You don't know who you're messing with. He goes, you don't know who you're messing with. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, that's way cooler awesome. than my story. Me. That's yeah, great. I, mean, I had no idea. <laughs> he just freaking. <laughs> that's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I remember thinking that, like, just this idea, like, put this guy up again. And I wasn't scared. It was the same feeling as you, where I was just like, okay, let's go. You wanted to go here, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I. I was like so in control, but it was, it, I felt like it was a defining moment for me because at that point I stopped taking shit Yeah. until I got into abusive relationships, you know. But that's a different story. That's, yeah, that's a whole other chapter. But yeah, it was like, you know, you stop taking shit and that's when I started like standing up for myself, but really standing up for others. Same. And I used to, like, I got a reputation and I remember like, I, I used to get upset because I want to, I want to be good to everyone. I'm a nice person. I want people to get along. I'm saying. But don't fuck with me. Yeah. And a certain friend of mine started, like, people knew I would just, like, fight at the drop of the hat. I, I'd be like, you know, the dog, like, being held yeah. back on the leash. Like, come on, give me a reason. Let's go. You remind me of one of my cousins. She's very similar <laughs> to you. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it had to be, like, it had to be right. You know what I mean? It just like it, I guess right it had chance. to have the, yeah, like it had to be right. Like I'm not just going to beat someone up for nothing. No, I totally get it. And she, she, I guess she didn't like some girl. They were not getting along. And then she just started going around. Yeah, well, Monique's one of my best friends and I'll have her kick the shit out of you. Oh no. And I'm like, oh no, like. I don't know this person and you like, don't want to hurt this person. I don't, I don't know this person. I don't have a problem with them and what's going on. Oh, well, you know, she likes the dude I like. And I'm like, seriously over a dude. Uh, mm -mm, no, if she hit you, if she slapped you, you know, if she yeah, hurt you, kind of injustice. You yes. But no, not because like you guys like the same no. guy. That's stupid. I'm the same way. I only go off when I, when it's, even on Twitter, like I'll only go off when somebody's a bully or to someone else usually, then I'll jump in. <laughs> or if I feel like somebody's being uh, uh, like, you know, I can't stand when somebody jumps into a, a Twitter conversation and they take the wrong tone. Yeah. Like, I don't know you. Wh why are you coming with these like insults right off the bat? Because I'm way better at words than you are and I'm just going to destroy you now. Like, so See, I, don't, I, don't I suck at words. So it's Do like, you? oh God, I'm so bad. I'm a writer, so like the words thing is like don't get started, you know what I mean? Right. And and but my point is, why would you jump into somebody's end conversation and come out like, like with this confrontational attitude when you don't know who you're going up against? Why not ask? Why not if, ask? If you yeah. think that's the tone, and, just say, hey, wait, can you, can you just and most explain? Most people do. 
And yeah. most people are very good about it. But every now and then, I'm sure you guys get it too. Some guy jumps in and he's like, well, actually, no, it's like this. You don't know nothing. And then you're just like, okay, dude, you walked into the wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey, <laughs> I'm the first to admit I know nothing. I yeah, admit it. Way. Like, that. that's fine. I'm but, the same yeah. way. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if the guy's right, but if his attitude is wrong, that, that can set me off. I will destroy a person on Twitter just because I feel like they you should just like, the wrong tone. I think you need <laughs> a hug. Send me? You, no, say that to people. Like, I just, like, if they're, they're being like that. Oh, yeah, like, I have done that. You just need a hug. Just meet him with love, all yep. that. Yeah. But my point is, like, I don't, I'm not aggressive or anything. I only get aggressive when I feel other people are being bullied. I, I feel like you're similar. Like, you guys, you know. I don't like other people being bullied. I don't like being disrespected. Simple as that, you know? There you go. Everything else I can be like, even if you disagree with me, it's not a big deal. I don't care. I could be completely wrong. But it makes it fun. Like if everyone agreed with you, wouldn't it be boring? It'd be so boring. How would I even ever ever test my theories? How would I, I like that, you know, even the other guys like Murph and, and Human Vibration, like we kind of push each other a little bit and be like, does this make sense? Does that make sense? And then we of course correct. Imagine if we all just agreed. Yeah. And yeah. it's like for me, yeah. like a lot of times when I'm liking stuff on Twitter, it's not necessarily because I always agree, but I like the fact that it's just getting put out there. I like to think the about. idea of yeah. things. Yeah. Too. It's not an yeah. endorsement. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. not, a, the, the like isn't an endorsement. Sometimes the like is just, I like you. I don't even like this tweet, but I like the vibe you're sure. putting yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's just, and that's the thing. Like one thing definitely on Twitter, I'm very like, when I have like, friends and people I care about I'm so like I just want to support them I'm gonna have their back 100% and I'm gonna like things are you like me where you worry like you're coming off like you might be like sucking up or something like because I'm not I'm really just a fan like I want you guys to win you know whoever it is so I get I get in these weird things so it's like I'll become friends with somebody and then I feel weird like do they think I'm some weird stalker fan because like I'm here I am it's just how I am though I'm just like I want to give and I want to help and I want to be there to support you because I'm so like if you're in my circle I have your back Right. That's yeah. fine. I would say if you got me, I got yeah. you. Exactly. I, yeah. Like we never ask for anything. So if we ask somebody for something, like it's a lot. Like that should tell you right there, like shit. Like they obviously need help. Yeah, and they and they obviously trust you to some degree to even ask you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. But for us, it's like we've realized throughout our lives, like the people that we've gone to hell for and back, the people we've stood up for, the people like we've helped, the moment we say like hey, can I talk to you? Can I, you know, can I talk to you about something? Can you help me with this? Ah, oh, well, I can't. Why don't you go ask so-and-so? Or, you know, you I can't. You gave me goosebumps. Yeah, and it's like I'm just... Really, I'm feeling it because I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's painful. It's like, what it's the often fu- your best, your, your closest people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's, I th- your circle starts getting smaller and smaller. And for me personally... I don't know if anyone else has this issue, but I feel really awkward because like, it's like, I am just who I am and I'm so happy and I want to be motivational and positive and just tell, tell everyone just how awesome they are because we don't do that enough. And then I start to think like, wait a minute. Okay. If they're part of like, not my world, but the real world, they probably think I'm weird. Like, what is this girl's deal? Like, why does she keep messaging me telling me I'm awesome? I think, I think like, you know, normies definitely would be bothered by that. I, I, I think because they just don't know how to process that. But I've noticed that our little group that we have right now going, that everybody's super supportive. And you can like like 20 tweets in a row, nobody gets the bad, the wrong idea. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and I love that because I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, oh, 
any musicians on my feed that like young kids that are starting, even if I don't love their music, but I like them and I know their potential, I, I retweet. I, it's the support. It's I'm so big on community support. Yes. But the problem is then when I feel like, like, like you said, when you reach out and you ask for something, I, I'm the kind of person that won't ask for anything though, just because I've learned my lesson. But when you, you ask and then it's not reciprocated in the same way, I, I've gotten to a point now where I've reminded myself, and this is why it works. I'm sure maybe you do the same thing. I've, if I'm going to help somebody and I'm going to tweet somebody, I want nothing in return. Oh, so I yeah. don't get confused in my head and think that when they don't do it for me, I get upset. You know, no, I always know nobody's going to do it for me. That's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, that's and that, a- that was a big unlock for me to realize that as long as I can do it in a way, like if I can be a fan and retweet, and even if they think I'm a weirdo, I just don't care. Because I am, I'm helping, and you know, you're the weirdo for not getting it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So I've just, I've just stopped giving a fuck about that stuff, and just stopped be, started being myself. And especially after last year, like seeing all those, you know, we went down some really dark rabbit holes last year. You know, yeah. and coming out of that made me really realize that, like, even if those things were fake or whatever, it calibrated my soul. Like I realized I'm none of this shit. <laughs> like. I don't resonate with any of this dark shit that mm-hmm. people I, I, I just care about family. I want to help good people. I want to, you know, and, and that became so clear last year. I don't know if I'm being manipulated to be like that, if that was the point of the whole psyop, you know, but I definitely feel it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just how we are as people. It's it's just how we are. And it's like, I'm just going to be who I am. Like, so like, you're like, I asked for nothing in return. But if you were ever like, hey, I'm going to be in New Hampshire, um, is there any, like is can you tell me the best place to stay? I'd be like, no, you stay with yeah, us. Stay with us. I'll cook for you. That's you know the best what I mean? Place to stay. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'll cook. Like, tell me what you like. Mm-hmm. That's so dope. But, but that's just like it's how we are. And the one thing I wish that we could be like is just strangers. You know, like because Alex told a story about um, is it your my uncle, grandfather. your grandfather? Yeah, my grandfather in Greece. Uh, what would happen is uh, they lived in a very small village in Greece. And anytime a stranger or, you know, a traveler would be passing through the village and needed a place to stay, everybody, the, 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 everybody would congregate at the coffee house. And my grandfather was always at the coffee house. And if he wasn't there and, and the, you know, the, the traveler would pass through, everybody would send them to my grandfather's house. And that, that was the thing. Everybody knew, oh, we go to Nico's house. That's, that's where people would go to stay. And, and that, when I would hear those stories, that always was like, wow, that's the coolest thing. I always thought that was yeah. the greatest thing. So I've, I've always been like that with any friends or, or anybody, you know, that ever yeah. needed a place to crash or whatever. It was always, come, yep, stay with me. Just stay with me. Because that, as a small child, just hearing those stories, no, and I don't, I don't know if it that. was just the stories or, or just if it's in my DNA or whatever, but it always resonated with me. And it was always like, yeah, I want to be like that. I want to be just like that and be just as hospitable, just as friendly. And yeah, I mean, it's just, and, and no, like I, that, I relate to that. I know what you're saying. That's like, like, what um, do we want to do? You know, just, I wish the fear would go away where that would, yeah. that would happen more with people. I mean, really, if there wasn't politics and religion, we'd all be fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's true. Really just, and now they've made it worse. Now, you know, the strangers are more, we don't even know who, you know, who we're going to see eye to eye with, who's not going to shame you or whatever, you know? Right. But uh, I relate to what you said about hospitality and so forth, because like my grandfather was very similar in Pakistan where he lived, like the, the house that they all lived in was like the social hub. 
-hmm. Like he'd always have people over, always be feeding them. People would even come over just to eat. (laughs) (laughs) And so I relate to that. I'm not, I'm not like that. Like I'm very social and very friendly and I like when people around and I'm usually kind of like the person that is like the host in a way, Mm -hmm. but I get tired really easily. I think it's an introverty thing. I just get really, the energy gets sucked out of me so quickly. I think you need to check your human design. Say that again. You need to check your human design. Okay. Explain. So uh, Karen Rontowski. So she did an episode about human design and she had, yes, uh, Michelle Johnston. And she basically explained what human design is. So it's basically the way we're designed based off of when we were born. And it, it, explains so much because there's different types of people and then it gets broken down into another type and then it gets broken down even more and it goes by like channels and gates inside your body so it's kind of like a bigger there's like five different types of people and then it gets broken down where i think it's like what is it like two four six so like 12 different types of people or but it's there's all kinds of different levels like more and more individual but um like with the main type, like the bigger type, there's generators who are just like constantly going full of energy. So Alex is a generator. Mm. There's manifestors, uh, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And so I'm a projector. And one of the things that about projectors is they can only work, like do work for like maybe four or five hours and then they're done. And that's how I am. It's like, I can like, I flat like, boom and i'm productive and i get stuff done but then it's like i'm done i i just yeah, i don't want to do anything else it's like okay i'm exhausted and it just made a lot of sense and everything she dissected based off my date of birth and the time i was like yeah. yes that is me and then it helped me understand like why things are so like with my human design i have gone through so much in my life and I want to share it with people to help them learn through my experiences. And I want to, I have a lot of good information to give to people, but if people aren't open to listening, it's going to fall in deaf ears. And then I get frustrated. I get pissed about it and I feel really bitter because it's like, here you are going through something and I'm telling you how, how you can help yourself and you don't listen and yeah. then three months later, you're like, oh, so-and-so told me this. It's like, I told you that three months yeah, ago. I relate to that. You don't listen to me. And so you get frustrated and you feel, like, hurt about it. Drained. You get bitter. Yeah. And it was like, don't don't give anything out unless it's invited. Like, unless somebody's open to it. So she's like, you have a podcast. Obviously, if they're listening, they're open. They're opening themselves yes. up. They want to hear. But if you just, you know, your mom's complaining about the dog, and you're like, well, I had almost, I have almost 20 years of veterinary experience under my belt. But if they're not asking, they're not yeah. saying, I want you to tell me, then just shut up because, or don't get upset about it. It's so similar with the, uh, with the COVID thing right now. Like you don't, you know, if they're not asking, don't say anything because people aren't ready. Yeah. And it's what you just said reminded me of that. It's like, just, I'm the same way now with like any, when I'm around family or, you know, if they're not ready to hear it, I just, I don't even bring it up. I, I and it makes it a little harder to be around people. Yeah. Because yeah. you're listening to them talk about stuff that you know is just nonsense that they're not aware of, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's also why I don't like socializing with like a lot of people. That's why I get drained is because a lot of people that tend to be around are kind of normal people who don't see things the same way. So I'm playing pretend. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I did that as an empath. I think I was around you guys or was around the 
the everything fake crew and we're all hanging out like we, if we do that thing that we talked about yeah. you know yeah. then i'm sure it'll i won't be drained at all <laughs> <laughs> like like right now like us this conversation we're over two hours in are wow we, yeah oh, wow yeah and i'm just like <laughs> when you get in that great conversation with people it's mm-hmm. like you feel like you could go on forever because that's you're exactly t- it it's you're feeding each other's energy mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm, I'm talking to you too, and I'm thinking, well, this is probably going to happen again. <laughs> like we're probably going to oh, do this for a sure. few times. I can yeah. tell we like we have I get to. along with you guys. And, <laughs> like, yeah, we can yeah. just like FaceTime yeah. and talk. It doesn't even have yeah. to be for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just be family now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, I'm the same way. Like check out we uh, Michelle was we did an episode with Michelle, but definitely and for all of our um, watchers and hearers, just check it out. Uh, Human Design, Michelle oh Johnston. She is amazing. She she What's was your, right on with everything with Monique and then with me and I was just... Michelle Johnston. Yes, Michelle, Michelle Johnston. Johnston. Yeah. And she's from Canada. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What's Hello your... Canadian. Actually, it just reminds me. I heard an episode previously and you guys were talking about maybe changing the name. Yeah, we were Podcast. thinking about it, but I, it, I we've had we've had it now for so long. So I'm just like, no, nah. No, it's so like... It fits so perfectly because you guys are not homewreckers. <laughs> That's what's so cool about it. Like, you know, it's homewrecker podcast, and even the font tells you pretty much that it's not what you think it is. Yeah, and then it's a side. It, it's these two really cool people, and I think there's some there's some irony to that. I like it a lot. Well, like my thank whole you. Th- thank you so much. My whole thing was like I wanted that like fifties aesthetic, yeah, and like that fifties right. sixties kind of vibe, and like I'm actually really like. I've always been very independent and like I used to think I was a feminist, but now looking at what feminist feminism is, I'm like, hell no. I used yeah, to like just I used be to like, think I was a liberal. Yeah. Well, I used to think I was liberal I and then I I'm like, too. wait a yeah. minute, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. But um I was like, like, I just want to show like I can do for the most part what guys can do. And there's a difference between things. You know, yes, we you can't know, do I'm everything like, the same, but just give me a chance to try. I agree. That's how I was. But I'm also very much like, I want to be home cooking, making babies, taking care of the kids, serving my man, like serving my man, like cooking for him and taking, like rubbing his feet, getting him his slippers. I actually have this theory where I think that a lot of our generation was psyoped into thinking that, you know, the, uh, the traditional home family life, like it's, it's like, I don't know, quaint or something, or that it's not, you know, like this is a modern way to live. But I find that a lot of the like, people that I've run, especially girls that I've run into in my life who were like, you know, like maybe, maybe they were by in college, you know, something like that. I find that all of them as they get older, most of the ones that I've met end up going, I just want like a dependable man. And because they realize as they get older, there's this primal thing that they just can't, you know, maybe, maybe that media lied to them that they could get it elsewhere, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's always been super interesting because you because you sound like a progressive person who was into punk rock, probably thought like, I don't need a man, I'm feminist, this and that. But, the, at, but at some point, but you have these things that are like, I'm the same way. I never thought I would be married and all this, but, but there are these primal things that are so rewarding. You know, and, and I think it's because that's always been done and we're coded like that. I don't think, I, I don't at all think that like, you know, that the, uh, traditional straight couple is the only couple i don't Mm -hmm. know like i think everybody should be allowed to be happy and whatever yeah oh absolutely there's something to Mm -hmm. a well-worn path in nature like there's these grooves that have existed for a long time and i think our dna just wants to go in that direction even though like even though i consider myself progressive and i would like like in the future have a wife or a girlfriend that is um you know like really accomplished and progressive and stuff but i know now from life experience 
that what I need is somebody who's more of a homemaker, who's more of like a, maybe even a little submissive. I don't mean in, 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 in any kind of like, you know, overt way, but mm-hmm. in a way where maybe I make the decisions and so forth. And, but I've never, I was never like that in my previous relationships. It was always equal, like our partner, even my ex, everything has always been equal. But mm-hmm. now as I'm getting older, I'm realizing there's a, there's a genetic, there's something going on in the male psyche. I'm sure women have it too, where we need a little bit of that, like, like dominance or it's not dominance. It's like to lead. Yeah. Yes. Well, let, let me share yeah. something with you because yeah. it's, it's kind of based off what you're talking of. So yeah. one of the things, you know, I always stood up for myself and I get into fights. I could handle myself. So the boyfriends I had, if I was at a show and some dude like pushed me or, you know, got my face, I was right there to stand up for myself, but they weren't there to have my back. Yeah. And because their rationality was, well, you can take care of yourself. And I was just like, I don't care that I can take care of myself. It's the principle you should have my back. Because if it was you, I'd have your back regardless. And with Alex, no matter what, he has my back. Regardless of if I can take care of myself, it's not about that. It's about having him have my back and in in i used to be like wicked flirty just because it's just how i am because i love people and i just yeah i'm like know, that too yeah. yeah but when alex and i got together and he didn't like that any other boyfriend i was like no this is how i am it's me but with alex it was something the kind of dominance but also it, it was like you were like I could tell like you didn't like me being flirty with other people and it was just like because I care about you so much I was like and also okay, he's, not I'm gonna fake, stop. he's not pushing it on you for some it, psychological no like, it, it wasn't even like a conversation it's just you could feel it I know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's like, not like he said have, I don't want you flirting boundaries with different people you know yeah it was the energy that I felt and most, like the other boyfriends, I'd be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. But yeah. with him, this but then was they also like, didn't have your back. Right? That's true. Like, like, I was thinking about that too. Like, the relationships that I've been most, like, inspired to, you know, I've been in a relationship with somebody who's been like, you know, you don't do anything. You don't, you know, do the dishes. You got to do this. I'm doing all of it. But there's some, like, there's some kind of, like, lack and it's being filled with whatever, right? Yeah. But what I realized is I'm not, the reason I may not be doing it as much as the person wants is because I'm not motivated. I'm doing it because you want to do it. I'm not doing it because I'm thinking, oh, you're an awesome person. I really want to. And you, you, maybe you're also not leaving room for that. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, but what I realized is whenever there's a relationship where somebody appreciates me and they really like me and they, they know that I do a lot, I go out of my way and I do extra things. Dude, I swear we're like the same person. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. Right, right? That and is I think, me. I think a lot oh, of men yeah. are wired like that, but they don't know yeah. it. Mm-hmm. They don't know yeah. that. Like if they have the support of a woman, let's say, and I'm, let's be honest, it's the support of a loyal woman. <laughs> right. Yes. Mm-hmm. The support of a, like, guys can accomplish anything if they have a support of a loyal woman. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'll have his and, back. Like when we talked about all the conspiracy stuff, even if I didn't agree with it and I'm like, it's fine, I still supported him. 100%. And I was like, I yeah. have your back. Whatever you want to do, I have your back. Because yeah. it's just, it's what you do for each other. He supports me. Like, I take hours so I can, you know, study. And, like, I, I'm putting all these hours to go to school. And he's supporting me. He's taking care of the kids so I can do that. That's awesome. He, like, he allows me. 
I, I don't want to sound like he allows me, but no, but, he, but I know what you mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, when I make it's, my it's, organize, it's, it's, you guys in a relationship, you have to make room. You have to like, it takes a lot of effort to make room for somebody else's needs. Yes, you know? absolutely. And yes, that's a sacrifice. Yes, when I make my organite or I read tarot, it's like. I part of it's like I'm taking this time away from my husband and my family, but it's to be creative. It's to do something for myself. It's to do something for other people. But he's like he supports me 100 percent. And that's how it is. We support each other anytime he's wanted to do something. 100 percent. Absolutely. That's just how we are. I think you guys know that if both of you have time apart from yourselves and like, you know, to, to re refuel on whatever you need in life, you're going to be better for each other. Like absolutely, if you, if you weren't able to do those things and he didn't give you the time to do that or vice versa, mm-hmm. you guys would be so cranky. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. It's so absolutely. simple. If you, if you can't refuel, what are you bringing to the relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's just like we support each other and I love it. Yeah. So it, it's just funny, the whole like homewrecker thing, but it's actually kind of like we, we did, um, no, but that's why it's so cool. Like, yeah, we actually two wholesome we... people who've got a <laughs> podcast called Home Wrecker, <laughs> and and I don't know if otherwise it would stick in your head. Like that's something, right? Like I don't know if otherwise you'd remember the podcast. Like there's something about, you know, like just having that cognitive dissonance of like the title and you guys that makes you it sticks in your head. You're like all oh, those guys, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those home wreckers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, you guys also just had everybody on that I listened to from other podcasts. That's really how we found each other. Like you guys had Murph on and yeah. I think you had human vibration yes. on and mm-hmm. yeah. And Rambo and like, you know, and that, that's like, the, that's like my group, my crew, you know? Right. So yeah, listening to you guys, then you immediately after three episodes, I'm like, Oh, these are my homies now. <laughs> well, it, it's just like, it's almost like you start feeling out. So, you know, we're following people and then you see what people like, they'll like something or retweet something. You're like, oh yeah, okay. These people seem like, okay. And you start yeah. following them. But then once you start talking to them, like we asked human vibration to be on the show and I was just like, okay, let, let's just ask her. The worst she could say is no, but no. And she was awesome. And then like we reached out to Rambo and Murph yeah. and you, and it's always like a, like at first it was kind of like a, because who, who are we? You know, that's how I look no, at it. It's I know, like we're no it. one, yeah. you know, and, but it's just the information. But it goes to show you though, that a pot, it's like, even from my perspective as a, as a guest, it's like, it's not what the podcast is about or how many, how many fall. Cause I never asked you guys how many fall. I don't care. Yeah. But what it's about is it, what's the energy of the podcast. Right. And I'm telling you, there's so many podcasts out there. You turn them on and the vibes are just wrong. They're just, you can't, you can't get into it. And with you guys, it was so unpretentious and so just kind of warm that you get sucked into it. And and especially nowadays where I feel like people are really starting to look for more content that's like soulful. Like we're, we're really sick of whatever has been going on the last few years. Not, we didn't even notice, I don't think. Yeah. I think we were all cool with it until last year. We went, sure. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's all bullshit we've been addicted to. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I can't listen to any of my favorite podcasts anymore. Uh. I, listen, I listen to them and they're just talking about nonsense. And I'm just like, the world's falling apart guys yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. i mean that's the thing like i know we're not for everybody and that's okay because we look at it like we get to meet really great people doing what we do and we make these great friendships and it's- you guys are going to be huge just keep doing it <laughs> i'm telling you that, like there's so many people like us out there other couples there's, uh, there's people who are just so sick of everything like you know mainstream media essentially yeah 
And so to, to hear, like I'm realizing hearing regular people have real conversations about things that are going on is so addictive and so um, calming. It's very calming. You realize, oh, it's all these people around just like you. Cause you feel like an alien, to be honest. Like, I'm sure you guys feel this too. You just feel like an alien. Then you meet human vibration, you meet Rambo, you meet these yeah. guys. And you're like, oh, there's others like me. But yeah, that's the thing. It's exactly. like, you get yeah. it. And mm-hmm. you get me and, and you know yeah. it's just that like when i do something it's not like a okay stalker it's like wow that was really thoughtful and it's like you do get well, I'm me saying the wildest things <laughs> on your podcast and i haven't heard i haven't noticed you guys even once bad and i or you know oh, no. like you guys are just listening and, and i'm yeah. listening to you the same way and yeah. i think that's what i love it's like the, the the best shows just make you feel comfortable and like you just can talk about whatever and you're not going to get judged yeah and that's the thing yes. it's like i'm it's very hard not to judge sometimes. And I mean, I even fall into it where I start and I'm like, wait a minute, I got to stop. Yeah. Because I just look at it like, who are we? We all have flaws. You know, we all have these little quirks about us that might rub Mm -hmm. people the wrong way. I know just the way I talk. Sometimes going back and listening to myself and I say like a lot and there's certain things. Never do that. Don't ever listen back to yourself. But but that's the thing because I forget what we talk about and I'm like, oh, what am I going to put on the thing? True for the show notes. I was like, I, I got it. What am I going to tweet about? But problem. so I'm like, crap, I got to listen. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, and I, <laughs> you're laughing at me. I say like a lot. Oh, <laughs> like, sorry. like, like. But you know what? Nobody notices until you say that. Yeah. That, like, I never you're absolutely once that you right. Said like but a lot. in my and mind, I you know? know, and then you feel weird and you feel like I'm not good enough. And it's like this. Yeah this self-abuse and it's it's just ridiculous and but then we have these conversations yeah and we get to we just have these awesome conversations where it feels like we have been best friends for like 20 years and we just haven't seen each other in a while and it's wonderful and then i don't care anymore it's like because it's about the people it's the journey the people that we're meeting and the, the friendships that actually feel real yeah. Mm-hmm. In this well, world, these friendships feel more real than real friendships. Yes, in some way. absolutely. In this world mm-hmm. of everything fake, we are finding what's real. Yeah, you you just nailed that. I think because everything is so fake, the contrast of what's real is becoming very apparent. Like people like us, we recognize recognize each other very quickly, which mm-hmm. I don't think was the case like two years ago. I don't know if I would have stumbled on your podcast and known that's my people. You know what I mean? Right. But but it's so obvious now. Yeah. And, and because of, oh, go on. Yeah, go on. Oh, I was just saying, like reaching out to human vibration, taking that first step. And then it got easier and easier, like talking to people and commenting and yeah. liking, and it gets easier. And then it's like, it's like a transition of feeling like an outsider, you yeah. know, being on the outside to like, no, we're just here. Yeah. You guys are part, you guys are part of the family. Like, you know, I'm new too. I mean, you guys have probably been a little longer than me, but, um, it's like, and I've noticed that with the with the with the gang, it's like even though I was a little later, there's no you know, you don't get any feeling like oh these guys have been around longer and they have seniority or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's none of yeah. that. It's yeah. It's just love and yep. it is. It's like that. Yeah, feeling. it's a love based movement. Yeah, it's that. Absolutely. It's the energy. It's such. Yeah, the, none of us want any bad vibes around. Oh no! Right. And it's like. I just, it's the excitement inside the happiness. Like I was, I think it was human vibration. I was trying to explain to, it's like, you know, when you see a hummingbird, how they flap their wings so fast, it's like, you yes. can barely see it. That's like how I feel inside. 
like that. I totally relate. I'm a male, so I can't say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that there is this like giddy feeling, like especially you know, um, like first discovering human vibration and and, and Murph, like when they first talking on those on it was your podcast, it was Chris Chris's podcast. When I heard them, I remember just like immediately feeling like oh, that's one of us, you know, that's like immediately, but also just like the energy was so good coming off. Uh, I, think, I think her name is Jay. Yeah. Or yeah. She goes by Jay, mm-hmm. but um, her, her energy was so good. Cause usually when I'm listening to podcasts and somebody's telling me their theory, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, maybe I'm listening, but like the person's a little cranky. They're trying really hard. You know, it's always like that, but her energy was so open and it's exactly what we needed to hear at that point. Cause we were all fed up with, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, Ever since then, I feel like I stumbled into this weird community, which maybe even she kind of like spearheaded a little bit, you know. Remind me um, to tell you something after we record. I'm not going to say it out here. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, But yeah, it's it's just the energy's been so good. Murph, uh, Rambo, all those guys. And I also feel like, and this could be me patting myself on the back a little bit, but I feel like since I've joined the community, everybody's like started to slowly loosen up even more. Because like, I'm so crazy on my Twitter. You're, yeah, you're fun. But that's the thing. It's like it's we're having fun and we're joking. Yeah, that's, that's and, the whole point is to yeah. get everybody to chill out a little bit and don't take it so seriously. Yeah. And that's also a superpower. If you don't take it seriously, nobody can come to you and say, hey, bro, like you're wrong. No, I'm not taking myself so seriously. I'm just kidding around, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. awesome. Oh, my gosh. No, it is. Yeah. I know. It's like I have so much. I like I adore like everyone. It's just, me too. It makes me feel so warm and fuzzy I can feel inside. the energy coming yes. off you right now. <laughs> I'm giddy. Yeah, yeah, you're you're awesome. It's 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 you amaze me more and more every day. I'm not just saying that because we're on a podcast. I tell you this all the time, anyway. But like, I just sit here sometimes next to her when when we're doing the podcast, and I'm just like, okay, wow. Like, it's I can just see it in you. It's like I can see her sometimes going, and you're just sitting back and watching. And, and, like, and I am. I'm just like, right I'm just like, and he amazed. lets me go. Bless <laughs> I'm him. Amazed. He and lets like, me go. I feel her energy, and, and it's just like, yeah. wow. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's cool That's for fine. me to watch you guys and think, oh, wow, there's these two parents out there who are putting out kids into the world that are probably going to be like good kids, you know, and thinking, and like, you. That's why this podcast, I think, is going to do really well over time, especially as more and more people find, like, because you guys have a few guests that I think um, people are looking for right now. Like, people are searching Human Vibration and Rambo and pod, in Spotify apps. You know, I yeah. do it. You know, so the fact, and I think that's going to, if you keep keep doing that, it'll grow your podcast. And the thing, the superpower is that you give people hope that there's, like, couples out there and, like, normal people out there just like them who are raising their kids and, and like, in a way that's like responsible and they, and, and they want, like, I can tell that you guys want to put up a better future, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. And normies don't seem to care. Like, I don't know what's, what, 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 what's going on. What, I don't even know what they're hoping. I have no idea. Yeah. And, and I think it's really good to have, like, that's what I loved about the podcast because the family unit and all this, and it feels authentic and you guys clearly are not doing it for the likes or the follows, you know, no. <laughs> that'll yeah, just okay. come on its own. Yeah. But, um, but also, like, I have your back. Anything you guys do, I'm going to be retweeting it. Well, the same it, with you. Like, we love you. Ditto. Like, yeah. You're one of my favorites. So. But you also, too, in talking about your kids and how you are, it's like you get it, too. And it's, again, it just, it's this, the same level, in, in a sense. You know, I think the same we're all vibration. doubling down on humanity. Yeah. You know, we're all kind of realizing that, like, we respect the family man. We respect the, you know, the homemaker. Like these things that yeah. we didn't really care about much maybe the last ten years, but realizing, wow, these things are so important now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Chinks you owe me a Coke, even though we don't drink soda, but. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we uh, tell, tell everybody for- where they can find you yes. on social media? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, Twitter slash eyes, A-Y-Z. Super easy to find. And then I'm on uh, Instagram at eyes was here. But the thing is, I don't really use my Instagram that much, so I shouldn't even really plug it. The Twitter is where all the action is. All the action is on Twitter. My music, everything you can find there, films. You have, is it Linktree? I'm always active. Is it Linktree so people can find your music and your your movies? There's a Linktree in the thing, and then there's also just the Spotify playlist. I always have it pinned at the front. Perfect. And they can find it. And if they want to find Apple, it'll just be underneath in the comment. But, awesome. Um, we'll put that in the show notes and everything. Absolutely. So thank yeah, you thanks so much, so much for, for having us. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Anytime. Awesome. Fly the bat signal, I'm back. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you so much. So that was an awesome conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Again, we really hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed having it. That was so much fun. Yeah, uh, these conversations, it's just, it's what it is. It's conversations and the connections that we're getting with people, like with all of our guests are always so mind-blowing. It's just, I'm, I'm very grateful that we've been able to meet and speak with the people that we have because, you know, some podcasts want to get famous people, but we want to get people we connect with. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If they happen to be famous people, whatever. But hey, that's we, cool. We, that's, just, you know, we want that whatever. connection, <laughs> and and that's that's what we definitely that's what we've been getting, and you know that's what we had for sure tonight, and it was just so awesome. It was a great time. Yeah, we hope great you time. enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now, where can people find us on oh, social yes. media? On social media, we've got at Twitter, Homewrecker Pod, on. Twitter. Yes, on Twitter. Yes. At Homewrecker Pod. Sorry, I'm uh, stepping it's all over late. each other. It's late. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. way past our That's bedtime. okay. And we're, we're no longer on Instagram. We yep. still have Minds. minds but nobody's really on there. We're at Homewrecker Podcast. Okay. So if, if you have a Minds account, find us. Yeah, Let check us out know. On there. Reach out. And, uh, of course, everybody can always find us on our website, homewreckerpodcast.com that's right and where can people find you and everything that you oh no youtube and brighty on for our watchers you want to watch youtube and brighty on drop the ball there and odyssey yes we're trying odyssey out so find us on odyssey as well and yes, if you want to find me, you can go to my website, tarabymonique.com, and find my Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique. And you can get a tarot reading, oracle reading, you can get organite, incense, smudging spray, beeswax candles, all kinds of fun things. Good times. Yes. Good vibes. And how can people find you? I'm also on Twitter uh, at the Alex Arion. And you can go to alexarionfitness.com and uh, check that out as well. So please do. Yeah. And if you're listening on iTunes or anywhere where you can subscribe, please do. And if you can like, please like. And iTunes or anywhere else that does it, give us five stars or whatever the highest star rating is. Yeah, we appreciate that. We really do. Please and thank you. Yes. Until next time. I am.
the Golden Greek Alexarion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast.